0: We would like to give a shout out to our sponsors, Schultz Electric LLC, serving all your electronic needs. Whether it be residential or commercial, no job is too big or too small. They are licensed and insured. You can contact them on Facebook at Schultz Electric LLC. While you're there, give them a like or by email at gmail.com or by phone 859-991-3176. Mention this podcast and get 10% off your next installation. Estimates are always free. Precision Air Heating and Cooling. Veteran owned and operated. Here at Precision, we care and we're not comfortable until you are. We service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Mention this podcast and receive 10% off of cleaning. Upfront pricing, no hidden fees. Please contact us with any heating or cooling needs. 859 493 zero two five zero and now on to the show what's going on my friends welcome back to a sit down tonight episode 24 we have coach brian thanks coach for coming on
1: Your promise, is awesome
0: All right, so uh, welcome to the show, and let's do an outline here of um, what the last few months have been for you. So we're at Highlands, we leave there, and we go to Beachwood for how long? Started
1: at Beachwood end of January when they began their uh, off-season workouts until last week.
0: Okay, and now we're the head coach at Newport High School. Now we're the head coach at Newport High School. My alma mater. Absolutely. Where, and I got my notes here.
2: He's smiling. Look at him.
0: Smiling. <laughs> so here we go. And I, I'm sure you saw it down the steps, right? You saw the sign, right? Yeah. Newport born in red. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was bringing a little bit of Newport up here to the bubble. So, um, my sophomore year, 1998 is you can, uh, I want to say it's like room 210 is what we're going to go with about see class started 746. So about 740, I come up and it's uh law and justice and I walk in and we have a student teacher and it's you.
1: That was me. Yeah. No idea what I was doing.
0: (laughs) So that's what I jokingly told people once I got into officiating and like the first time I had you guys, you know, I'm like, man, we go way back, man. Like when I was in high school, we did a student teaching at Newport.
1: And every time you're on the court of the field, I'm like, Hey, I had him in my class (laughs) while I was student teaching.
0: (laughs) So yeah, no, that was awesome, man. And, um, talk about full circle 25 years later, you're back down the port, isn't it?
1: Yeah. It's, uh, and it, you know, it's not just me going back down there. I mean, my family, Goes back as as far as it goes back in okay. Newport. My, you know, my dad's side and my my mom's side going back before. I mean, you know, my mom and my aunt were the first ones not to graduate from Newport in the family. Really? So, yeah, you know, our roots are, are deep down there.
0: Um, See, I did not know that. Yeah. So, so, I, so we're at what area? Um
1: Like we I think you were just talking about like 80 Owens. My okay. dad grew up up behind there.
0: Okay, so like like 13th Street is up on the hill a little bit. Yeah, it was up okay. on the hill,
1: and then. Is you're coming into Newport on Memorial Parkway? Okay. Before you get to that Speedway on the right, there's like a little store. Used to be a yeah, store. Yeah, used,
0: used to be a Clark gas station and, too, right up top there.
1: And it was my uh, my great grandma's like little corner grocery store. Really? You know, literally almost 100 years ago. So I mean, it, awesome. it goes it goes way back. My uncle, my I'm sorry, my great uncle my grandpa's day was one of the first inductees, Newport Sports Hall of Fame, really? Dick Euling. Yeah, so his name's down on it. So a couple years ago, I can't remember how it happened, but um, they had an induction ceremony, and they didn't know there was a connection, and then someone made the connection, and someone from Newport reached out and brought up a glass, uh, I just want to call it a trophy, okay. and I have it sitting in my house. Um, That's awesome. And his name's on the wall down there in the so gym. So it was so probably
0: the first year they did a Hall of Fame thing. It, yeah, you. he
1: was one of the first ones inducted. So That's awesome. It goes – you know, my Newport roots go really deep and I'd never really stepped back and thought about it till just recently. So it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's a humbling thing right now. And, and, and like you said here at the beginning to come full circle, I mean, I really feel like as a wine Rick, like I've come full circle.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool, man. Um, so with that being said, when did your parents, or do you make your way to Fort Thomas?
1: My grandma and grandpa moved over on Woodside, which is right down, you know, the first street past the middle school. Okay. I, I'm not a hundred percent confident, but I think it was when my grandma got the job as the cafeteria manager up at Highlands High School. Okay. And she ran the cafeteria from 1962 till 1990, which was the year I graduated. She retired for about a month, <laughs> went back to work in the cafeteria, but didn't want to run it. And she worked there. Uh, until 2012 and I was in my classroom and they, she was, you know, they called and said, not doing good. And she was very stubborn, refused to go to the doctor, refused to, you know, never missed a day of work, um, birth, grandpa's death, anything. You work, you you go to work and, you know, she, uh, we took her up to the hospital. My wife took her up to the hospital and, um, you know, a couple of days later she passed away. So, Mm. you know, she literally worked there until the very, very end.
0: That's crazy. So, coach, you got anything be be, be, before we break him down here? (laughs) Before we break him down. down. So,
2: so did you? So, kind of backing up, coach. Here he jumps right into it. Like, all right, Brian Brian Weinrich, you know. So, coach at Highlands, um, you know. It sounds like you grew up in Newport, and then did you eventually? Did you go to school in Newport? Well, well, I actually, I
1: I grew up, bounced around a little bit when I was really young. First place I lived before Fort Thomas when I was first born, moved uh, to Cynthiana, to Harrison County oh, for a okay. while. My, my dad worked for Kroger, started in Newport as a bagger when he was, you know, little dude. Yeah. And just made his way up and uh, got a management position down in Harrison County. We lived down there. I can, vi- I can vaguely remember we lived in the end of a cul-de-sac and our backyard backed up to a farm. And that, that's my recollection of Harrison County. And then we came back up to Fort Thomas, lived back on Sargent Avenue for a while. Then when I was six, we, and I, I don't really remember Sargent Avenue too much, but then when I was six, we moved up off of Blossom Lane okay. up in Southgate, which is between the two the, the front nine, back nine for the country club. So that's where I spent the rest of my days uh, as school age, is up there in Southgate. Went out to Highland Heights Elementary. For, for school, and then by, when it was middle school, that's when I got sent to Fort Thomas, you know, tuition student, and um, you know and then went from there.
0: So now, uh, sports-wise, we know you played football, and we'll get to that, did you do any other sports?
1: Played, uh, did track, uh, pole vaulting that was my, uh, I loved doing that, that was fun. Um, but, but the focus really was you know, growing up was, was baseball, I really thought baseball was my sport, um, uh, Charlie Turner, which uh, you know an, an iconic Newport name, yeah. uh, played for F FNC FNC, and C, and man, that's fine. guys my yeah. age and a little bit older. I was on the last F and C team when when Coach Turner gave it up. But you know just the F and C name right. in in baseball in, in, in the area was was awesome. And when they approached me to to play, I was I was so jacked. I mean, because that was that team you looked to, and you know there was a bunch of guys on the team from from Newport. You know Joe Powers um Steve Pangallo, uh, you know, a awesome. bunch of guys that that played with down there and, and and it was it's weird, but it was little league baseball. You know, we played in B and a, B division and A division with those guys with with Charlie Turner and his two sons. And um I just I just remember being however old you are, at 12, 14. Yeah, ish, and yeah. I just remember thinking, man, this is like this is serious. <laughs> like this isn't little league baseball anymore. This is serious. And I remember thinking this is this is what it's all about and uh. he just made sports mean more to me than I thought they could and it, he really had a huge impact as as he did with a lot of guys at that time but it he made little league baseball way bigger than that and I can I mean I have so many memories of, of playing with him and traveling in the you know back then with the and you had the Regions, right. and then you had the City Tournament, city tournament playing yeah. Delhi Eagles yeah. and the Master Jewelers. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it was it just great times. So, so
0: now with that, um, like you said, with memories and stuff, now did y'all play much? of the, Was the Vets still going, Newport Vets, was that yeah, active? yeah, played. there in the stadium, I guess, in the Bellevue Vets maybe? We played most,
1: you know, our local games were at uh, the Newport Vets, which was – I guess, where the pool is. Yeah, be uh, one now, if that's one. We called it Hilltop. I think right, they that's call it Bartlett did. now. Yeah,
0: well, like you said, where the bar used to be. Yeah. Yes.
1: So we put it Hilltop and then down at the stadium.
0: Gotcha. Down at Newport Stadium. That's awesome. And just so you know, on a side note, um, as you can imagine getting this crew together with our schedules, we want to have all the Pangalos on, and Jimmy and Steven and talk, they, you know, I was down to get my old chains down Steve's shop and he got a lot of goosebumps talking about it. And he was like, Yeah, Pop, I can't wait to come on because, you know, we had, we played a St. Vincent basketball. We never went, you know, because they had family everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's like, No, we didn't, we didn't go down to 6th Street. We didn't go down to the stadium. We, we had to stay at St. Vincent. It was like, it's understood, like, you know, you don't go past the 12th Street Bridge, right. you know, and yeah. it was just to you hear him talk about that, you know, but anyway, that's a side note. But no, that's cool. See, I didn't know that you ran with those guys and plays baseball yeah. with them and all that. That's awesome. So, we graduated in '90. 90, graduated '90, 90. and you were a state champion '89 in 89 of football. Yes. And I asked that because you you mentioned pole vault and track and stuff. Did, did we do anything big in that? Nah. Or, did, or did did That, we that was it?
1: just that was just something fun to do. Uh, and really, we ran track just to help get ourselves ready to, for football. So now, so who
2: was your coach? When Tom
1: Duffy. Duffy.
0: Gotcha. So now, um. You, uh, you were receiver, defensive back, right? Right. And then what we have here, you went down to uh, Campbellsville, and you have your conference championship.
1: Yeah, as a sophomore, we, we won the conference, beat Georgetown, first time in school history. Um, a lot of great memories, friends that I've talked to several of them just today, to be honest.
0: Yeah. And, again, so we're going to go over all these, then we're going to come back to it. So what we have here, you you are a 13-time state champion as a player and a coach. Mm -hmm. And you, you and coach Mueller share 11 of those, correct? Yep. Okay. I just want to just want to get the data out there. And now we're going to go back and talk about it. So in 89, so who'd y'all beat?
1: 89. We, what's funny is as freshmen, uh, we, we were probably the worst freshman team in Highlands history. (laughs) Um, we were terrible. Uh, we were two and six. We beat Newport six to nothing. And we beat Newport Catholic eight to six and every other game we lost, you know, freshman games were short and we were giving up like 40 points a game. I mean, we were just bad. I don't know why we were so bad, but we were. Um, and then is when, when coach Duffy got there, you know, by the time we were seniors, he just, he just had us believing that we were a bunch of bad dudes and, you know, practices were hard and he, he made us believe that if if we could survive practices and we, we could, we could deal with him, then, the games are going to be easy, and and we all bought into it, and it was uh we had a we had a big senior group, we were really really tight, and you know when you get a bunch of guys that that are that tight on and off the field, and then you have a coach pushing you like that, you know special things can happen, and we you know Covecath had won it in '87 and '88, and that was really the focus was then we we played Paducah Tillman the second game of the season, and that was so far out of our comfort zone to travel all the way down to Henderson County and play a team like that who Covcath had beaten the two years before they had Randy Wyatt and Lido Mason and all these, you know, big time stars. And we lost 25, 24 down there in about a hundred degree game. And, you know, we're riding back on the bus and we're all you know, cramping like crazy because everybody plays both ways. And we only had about 30 guys on the team and we're kind of like, man, we we're not too bad. We can right. do this thing. And then we played Covcath in the mud, beat them hit him and again the playoffs beat him and then we ended up uh we played belfry in the semifinals and it went you know that was before the internet and social media so all we knew was their record right and they were like i don't know i want to say eight and four maybe coming into the game so we're like ah whatever you know we're looking past them they showed up and i don't remember the fullback's name but i my shoulders are still sore <laughs> i mean his thighs were as big around as my body and um went to overtime and it was just some crazy plays in that game to get us to that point. And we pulled it out in overtime and then went down the state game and played Paducah-Tillman in a rematch. And it was so cold, so windy. And it was that old, was Cardinal, say, Stadium, old Cardinal Stadium. The coldest concrete. place on earth. Concrete. It's just green, <laughs> <turf>. green concrete. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was just somebody I was talking to recently said, I looked up the stats of that game. There was like 10 turnovers. I was like, yeah, I mean, it was so cold when you hit somebody like you hurt and they hurt and so the ball was just popping out and we uh we squeaked by seven three and seven
0: to three was the seven final.
1: to three was the final and I, I I remember our coach talking to us we we went to a restaurant in town after the game to eat and he was saying that the the manager or waitress and I came up to him and said you know I'm really sorry about how the game went and he's like what do you mean we we won the state championship and he's like well you're I would expect your guys to be kind of crazy, but I, you know, part of it, I think it was such a hard fought game. It was such a long season. We put so much into it that it was almost like relief when the game was over and we were just, we were exhausted, uh, you know, sitting there in the restaurant. So it was a, it was a, it was a great experience. I I mean, it was awesome.
0: So, and again, we're going to jump. So you win it then, and then you've, you, you've added 10 to it since. So, you always hear these professional coaches, yeah, they're great, but ain't none better than the last one. So, how does that feel? I mean, just to say that, how many you – I'm sorry, 12. Sorry, 12. Yeah, 13. Sorry, my bad. Newport math. So, you had a 12. <laughs> 12 since 89. Sorry. So, um, like, this, how does that feel to say that? Like, how, how many people in the country can say they're a 13-time state champion?
1: I've never even thought about it until you just said it, and I'm – I have goosebumps right now and I I feel very, I (laughs) I (laughs) I, I didn't realize how fortunate I was because I, since I've gotten into it, you know, with a mentor like coach Mueller, um, it, it was easy to get focused on the moment. And we, we always said all that matters is now. And every year was your last experience. This is your senior year one. So we're going to do everything we can to make this experience the greatest experience ever. So to me, it's not whatever it is, 12 as a coach. It, to me, it's not 12 state titles as it, collectively. It's 12 individual titles with 12 awesome groups of people. Because right, each group's different. Each group's different. So I, I would never want to try to measure one right. against the other. Right. Each one has stories, and the, you know, we could spend three hours on each one of them. You know the, the the stories behind the stories that got us to that point, and then in- yeah, we're good till
2: eleven tomorrow,
1: right? <laughs> right, yeah,
0: we're good. Well, I think to be there about ten thirty <laughs> up at up at the birdcage, so we're good. And, you but, know, uh,
1: and there's many teams that that didn't win it. That- well,
0: hey, coach, this is one of them right here. Just so you know, he's a Dixie guy. There's been a Buford graduate from Dixie since the Civil War, and that year in two thousand, if you remember, Roger Call, who was a Newport boy, who went out there, y'all beat him twice, and y'all won it, and they. I didn't know Matt at the time. I knew of him, but we knew each other. But Roderick, obviously, we still knew each other. I'll never forget Roderick. We're the number two team in the state because y'all got him twice and y'all went down and won it, you know.
2: Wasn't even close, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. Nah. But, uh, but, yeah, that, they, he was 2,000 as well from Dixie. But sorry to jump around. So, no, and then I, I want to go back to so, so you graduate.
2: Can I ask a question before yeah, you jump around? That, the back, back, back to when you made a comment about practices are hard, <laughs> survive practice, and games will be easy. Talk about what that means and how that was.
1: You know, I don't know if physically, if, if there was a scientist there, you know, measuring heart rates and miles run or whatever they do, if it, if it really was harder, but it was the mentality of, of, the, of what we were doing. And anyone that's played for Coach Duffy, when I say the word county fair, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And looking back now with coaching experience, all it was was a couple stations. My coach know.
2: was Tom Spritzky.
1: Okay, so it's the same thing. <laughs> I know about the county fair. And so, and, and it really, sucks. It's just stations, though, And but it was how we did them and the expectations of how you're going to do these stations. And if you weren't doing them right or you weren't doing them with the energy and the precision that they wanted, you got the – I don't know if we're allowed to use those oh, words. Oh Coach, the,
0: you do what you want. This is open air. We yeah. got the shit whistle, right. which meant Absolutely. start over. Right.
1: And and you didn't want to – and I will say, as a senior, we never got it. And And – as we talk, we look back as a group like, man, you know, we it's because we got after right. it. So well,
0: and when you said that earlier, I got excited. And not to turn the page over to the way that I coach, but he'll tell you, and and that's what I coach my girls for softball practice. You know, I don't care what anybody says, well, we can work on hitting all we want, we can work on fielding, but situations is going to be the difference. You know, and and, and baseball and softball, especially softball because the bases are shorter and whatever. But that's what I tell my girls. I'm like, girls, if you if you can get through this, games are easy. There ain't nothing. You know, because my my point is, and I'm going to give a shout-out to one of the guys I coached with a couple years ago, Jay Jones. It's just controlled chaos. We're going to make it as hectic and crazy as can be, so that way the game almost seems slower to you when it's time to play. That's kind of my logic. Was there something with that? Not slower, but maybe everything's just a little more tame, but when it goes from zero to ten, you're ready.
1: It's funny you say the word chaos because just yesterday at practice at Newport I said, guys, I love chaos. Right. Because I was bouncing all over the place, and they're kind of look. I said, "Get used to chaos, right? <laughs> right? That's Thank what it you. is. That's what it is." Hey,
0: hey coach, did, did you know anything about fast pitch softball? You want to come coach with me? Because <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll get along good. I, I like that
1: underhand slow <laughs> stuff yeah, better
0: yeah. for me. Um, but no, it's and it's funny you say that because uh, because when I was down there with Coach Hodder, you know, the year that um, me, Nick Parton, Matthew Atkins, we coached for two years down there. But that's what we would do. To your point, we would be in the middle of just running offense, right? You know, you go march down the field sudden change, sudden change, turnover, here we go, defense. And just, like you said, whirlwind. They're like, what the hell's going on? No, we're on defense now. We just turned it over. You know, like the first time they didn't know. We're like, no, let's go defense. We got to go. We're on defense. We fumbled it. And they were like, what? You know, but, you know, does that make Mm, sense? I know know, know it does to you, but for our listeners, I'm sorry. You know, they just don't understand that. They, You know, like you said, they think we just have our stations and we do it and we're going to, you know, cats on three and get out of here. No, Mm -hmm. it's not. And um, so I do want to give a shout-out. Now, I know we're jumping around here, man, because I think there's just so much we can do. Uh, when I posted on, on my Facebook that we're having you on tonight, Charlie Smith reached out, you know, and, and uh, he was – you know, he, he said, hey, what time is the show? You know, I guess he thought it was live. You would think after four months one of my good friends would know it's not live <laughs> if he's listening to anything. But uh, I'm, I'm joking with you, Chuck. But, um, you know, and I said, hey, you want me to ask Coach anything? And he was like, no, I'm just glad to see you. they got a winner down there. And he, he brought up, obviously, Coach Lucas or Coach Lorman – and, and you were there with when Coach Lucas came in. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about maybe what Duffy was to you guys. I mean, you were there, what Coach Lucas was to us. You know, I mean, God rest his soul. It was uh, – he changed it quick. Yeah, he did. <laughs> you know, because I remember, I think my seventh grade – was it sixth or seventh, whatever it was. Now, mind you, they were 3A, and I always throw that in there. They were still 3A at the time. They're coming off like 0-10 seasons. I'm like, well, guys, even though, you know, that – I guess my eighth grade year, they were, I don't know, 8-2, and 7-3. and three, there's a difference of playing Connor, Covcath, and Highlands in East Carter, West Carter, and Lewis County. There's well, my a sophomore
1: year, which was 1987, we went down to Newport. Um, lost in Newport. Newport beat Highlands. You know, it was Bob, Bobby Meyer, Sean Mattioli. Oh, I remember all you, those man. names. Yeah, yeah. had to been the last time
0: ever. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> oh, well, you know what? No, I will, <laughs> but no, but he's right though, because even like you said, late 70s, early 80s. I mean, Newport was always pretty good. I mean, they were competitive. Yeah, I remember you
1: know? going down. with Me and my grandpa went down. Um, you know Scott Turner, who who still coaches hounds, and I've coached with him since 1997. He played at Newport, and me and my grandpa went down in ni- went, went, uh See, it would have been 1985, maybe, when uh, Newport played Danville in the state semifinals yes. in the mud, and we we went to Newport watch the game. I I can picture it just like it was yesterday.
0: Yeah. So sorry, jumping around again, but um, so here you are, um, state champion, and you go down to Camelsville. So now you're a receiver defensive back?
1: Just receiver down there. Right by right
0: down there, but in high school you were both, right? Right. Okay. So down there you're a receiver. So what was that like down there, you know, coming off being a state champion, you know, um, and then going down there, like what was your first year like or your fourth well, year?
1: I was 17 when I graduated. You, I played my – in, 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 I get a little bit annoyed when I think about this, but I played my entire senior football season except for one game at 16 years of age. Most guys are playing their senior year at 18. so I'd I, be annoyed, too. Yeah, yeah. so I graduated <laughs> okay. high school at 17.
0: To your point, my dad not saying I was anybody relevant, and it's common now, you know, some kids. So my fourth grade year, that's when I was playing UP we football and baseball. I so my birthday's in June. I would have been a 17-year-old kid graduating, so he helped me back my fourth grade year. And our two kids, Morgan and Zach, March and August, we, we did the two-year pre-K deal because we didn't want them to be 17 graduating. You know, there's a big difference, man. You know, being so, a, a
1: that 18 year old kid. So I didn't on purpose, but I I I graduated high school. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm just gonna be honest. I had no clue what I was doing, where I was going. And I just went to Northern just because that's what everybody was supposed to do. And I hadn't I was I was a little seventeen year old kid with no purpose and no moving forward. And so I went to Northern for a year. And then while I was there I actually started coaching some youth football in town and said, Man, I would love to to get back into playing and Camelsville had, had sent me a letter. It wasn't anything big time, but I just reached back out to him and said, I'd love to come play football down here.
2: They had sent you a letter right out of high school. Or?
1: Yeah, I mean it yeah. wasn't and it, it wasn't me, like I wasn't being recruited. It was you yeah. know, it was your small schools that send letters to all the seniors and um, you know, I'm not going to try to sit here and act like I was a recruited athlete by any stretch of the imagination. I was just a guy who loved playing and, and took the opportunity to, um, you know, to, to move forward and go down there and play. Right. So I got down there and, you know, you're asking, what was the experience? Wow. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, didn't know what I was getting into. You know, I'd, I'd never been outside Northern Kentucky. I'd never, or e- experienced, uh, you know, what I went down there, and it was a unique collection of, of guys down there. We had people from Louisville, we had people from Eastern Kentucky, we had people. Um, my next door neighbor in the dorm was from Fort Myers, Florida. Um, you know, we had guys from all over the place. Sean Mattioli and uh, Joe Pangallo had just finished playing really? down there when I got there, so they weren't we weren't down there together. But you know, of course, their uh, their reputation stuck around. And so as as Northern Kentucky guys, there were four of us that went down there together from up here. And uh, so we, you know, know, Camelsville is a little town now, but back then it was, you know, I can remember being in school when Taco Bell opened and they had, they had police directing traffic. It was so backed up because of Taco Bell being in town. Wow. But it was, you know, getting a chance just to go play. Uh, again was was amazing and uh, the friendships that that we created down there like I just said I said a few minutes ago I think I, I talked to probably three of them just today
0: That's uh, awesome. that I
1: played with down there and what's unbelievable is the amount of guys I played with at Camelsville that are coaching football uh, in high school and elsewhere in the country I mean it's it's in the '70s or '80s of guys that either I played with or played with afterwards, and you, you hear their names, and there's just you know you get an email, hey, I, you know I played a couple of years after you at Camelsville, you know As I'm I'll, I'm at place so and so, you know let let's talk, you know right. whatever. So it it's just it's a really it's really cool how everybody down there just bonded together.
0: Yeah. So coach, you you make a note. You got anything before we roll on here? Not right now. All right. So we wrap up Camelsville. So what's the next stop?
1: So I graduate, I'm getting ready to graduate Camelsville and just like high school, I didn't know where I was going with it. I had a social studies degree with, with no real plan with it. And my brother was a junior in high school up in Highland and I'm home and he says, Hey, he says, one of our assistant freshman coaches is leaving, uh, actually to go over to Dixie. And the choice. I said, I said, "Who's that?" And it was Kenny Shields, who who was a year younger than me, and he's actually my neighbor right now. And he's like, "You want me to tell Coach Mueller, you, you know, I'll talk to him see if he'll let you come coach with him." And it's one of Coach Mueller's favorite stories ever. And my brother, you know, I'm a wide receiver, defensive back, and this is you know, I'm this how I'm built, and he's not built like this. He was a three technique in college, really. Yeah, and and <clears throat> when Jason went to Coach Mueller, he said. Coach, he said, my brother just graduated college and he's interested in coming up here and coaching. He's nothing like me. You'll like him, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's one of his favorite stories to tell. But so <clears throat> I came up on weekends, started talking, you know, met with Coach Mueller, and he said, "Yeah, I'd love you to come coach some freshman ball." And I'm like, cool. So I, I started working at, I guess it was Star, ba- Star Bank at the time. Now it's U.S. Bank, and after about a year, you know, one year of coaching football, so. You know, we're October, November, whatever. Freshman's over. I'm like, I'd like to do this, so I I went out to Northern and said I'd like to go to school here, get my teaching degree, and and do this thing for real. And you know, started and then had you in my student teaching class. And <laughs> here I am now. Uh, so
0: then, so ninety eight. So okay, I'm trying to think. So so you guys went ninety. You're four years down there. So at that point, you were you were in at ninety eight, right? You were mm-hmm. you were. Like, so doing varsity at the time. If I right, I,
1: I coached one-year freshman in 95, five, and yeah. then I jumped up to varsity in 96. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it's so, funny you say that, and I have a note, because we were going to have
2: a running back from Highlands on here several times, Ward 32 and 46. Can't, <laughs> can't get him buttoned down. but uh, And nobody I was, could then either. <laughs> <laughs> hey coach, that's all we want him on. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, so before we were going to have him one time, I was watching some, some film, and – weinrich on the tackle weinrich on the tackle that hadn't been your, your brother yeah,
1: yeah he was he was really freaking good yeah
0: so just to give your brother a shout out that did he end up going anywhere or what
1: he went down to Campbellsville too
0: okay got yeah, and he, again if you missed that <clears throat> sorry i ran upstairs to, no you, no you.
1: he he played uh it was after i was gone he graduated high school in 96 gotcha so i was able to coach um i was a freshman coach but i just you know i was a little eager beaver and when we were finished freshman practice I'd run over to varsity and I you know anything I could do to help I was there and it was my brother's senior year too so I got to be there for all the cool. games and yeah. you know, it was a, and we made he you know came out of nowhere I mean absolutely came out of nowhere made a run in the playoffs made it to the state championship game um played a you know our our Matt Mason I don't you yeah, know, I don't know Matt yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunately got hurt in the third round of the playoffs um was just a great quarterback and then we had the Leslie County Tim Couch showdown in the <laughs> in the semifinals and then Justin I think he ran for 300 yards in that game then we get down to Louisville and play Bowling Green and they were just
0: loaded Coach, I mean me tell- they were I mean, fast they Co- were
1: unbelievable <laughs> I was gonna say I know
0: you're talking about Bowling Green then I went my cousin Justin coaches at CuffCath Mason I went and watched him play CuffCath at CuffCath this year I was there them boys was good yeah they were good them boys was good sorry only because you said Bowling Green squirrel yeah. but yeah so, they were pretty good back then, too. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, Jason, you know, he got the experience. He got to go there and, and play the in the state championship game. Uh, and, you know, you win it, you lose it. You know, now it's however many years back. You played in the game. It's a great memory and right. great bonds. But, no, he ended up going to uh, and played there for a couple of years. Hurt his back and got cut, cut short, you know. but
0: Well, good. Now, I just want to give him a shout-out because – you know, Matt dropped him, and, and you dropped him, saying he's pretty good. So I wanted to give him his little shout out. So now here you are, and um, if you don't mind, because I like to have him on at some point too, is um, I guess give us however long you want to go with about Coach Mueller. So um, let me tell you my experience. His grandson. Oh, I'm sorry, Coach. I'm having a brain fart here. George. George, that's it. Georgie, that's it. Yeah. So <laughs> everybody George, knows George. Yeah, George. So George and Zach played soccer together for a couple of years and we were doing bluegrass games. So we kind of got to, you know, we talked anyway, but you know, down there you're there all day, you know, when we got to talking. So, um, you know, I have my few stories of coach Mueller, but, um, since you're the guest, uh, give me your, and again, you can go as long as you want, however, whatever you want to say and however you want to say it about him. Cause he's obviously relevant.
1: <laughs> don't, don't give me free reign because, you said eleven o'clock. Yeah, we're good. Coach. <laughs> telling, there's not enough time. Hey,
0: hey, hey we can do a part one and part two. So, but so but we, when, when does he
2: when does he approach the picture in your life? So Duffy's around from when you start, then when you come back. But he was a Highlands guy, correct? He correct? Right.
1: Okay. Gotcha. And you know he lived in Fort Thomas. You know he, his story is. I don't want to tell a story. You need to get him in here because. It, it would be you no, would have freaking oh, blast no. talking with him. Now I don't want to tell his story, but you know, he lived in Fort Thomas those years when I was growing up, but he was coaching at Withrow and or he he, was, at West High. Well he started at Newport. I was gonna say he was at Newport for He a year. started at Newport yeah. and then he went over to I think to West High, then Withrow, then Sycamore, then Highlands. So I didn't I didn't know him. You know, even when he got the job in nineteen ninety four, I was that was gonna be my senior year in college. So I was interested cause my brother was a s- junior was going to be his junior season. I was only able to watch, I think two games, um, that year, their first game and their last game. Um, and then I, you, you said when you, know, when did I get introduced to him is when my brother told me that there was an opening and I reached out and said, I'd love to come talk about coaching freshman football up here. And that would have been the uh, spring of 95. And, um, it just really went from there and you know I will say this that when this whole you know these last seven days have been just a whirlwind for me you know eight days ago or whatever it was I I was where I was this is where I was and then all of a sudden (laughs) I'm not like I'm completely everything's flipped upside down and so the first thing I did was I sent coach Mueller text said hey can we talk right and he said I got to I think he went to Georgia's baseball Probably. game. He said, I'll be home at 8.30. So, went over to his house. This was a school night. And, and I'm, you know, I, I like to go to bed early because I get tired. I'm old. And um, <laughs> I uh, went over to his house at 8.30 on a – I think it was a Monday night. And uh, I, I got home at 1 in the morning. And we, yeah. we just – he and I sitting it's in good the session. back. It's a good session. And, you know, you said I have free reign. you talking, but – just that conversation alone i could talk about i mean it was he just he has such wisdom and views of of life and and what's best and you know it's all about what can you do for somebody else and it's you know that's really i i guess you'd say what i took from him and so he has just been so influential it's beyond anything i could say here um and and you could the line would be out the door down Grand Avenue on 471 of people getting ready to say the same thing I'm going to say mm-hmm. the, of the influence he had on him. Um, you know, one thing he, as far as football goes, I'm bouncing, just like you said, you were bouncing, but it, it's, you don't beat teams with schemes. You beat teams with trying hard, practicing hard, believing in each other and, and the stuff we were talking about earlier. I mean, it was, that's what it was. It was just practice as hard as you can play as hard as you can and and do it for the guy next to you. Um, I mean i i almost I almost feel like I'm at a loss for words, even though I've got right. so many words to say. Right. Um, the stories, the his his little his little quirks about him. I mean he's he's a big goofball, you know. Right. And <laughs> Coach, you know Nick Beheimer, who who I. Lived by in Southgate. I had I didn't have him in class, but I coached him and then coached with him forever at Highlands. And he's he's with us down at Newport now. But he taught he tells a story about when he got married. He married a girl. He went to Notre Dame and and, and I hope Nick. I hope I'm not getting this story mixed up. But he married a girl that went to Notre Dame and her brothers and cousins are, are Covcath guys. And <laughs> so he said, Hey, you know I'm I'm inviting Coach Mueller at my wedding. You know absolutely because. Coach Mueller's son, Eamon, is one of right. Nick's best friends. He said, I'm absolutely inviting Oh, They're all like, you yeah, we don't like him. We're CuffCath guys. We don't like Coach Mueller. And he just told the story the other night. I'm sorry. He just told the story the other night, and he said uh, that all these guys were like, yeah, we're going to – yeah, Coach Mueller's coming to the wedding. We're going to be angry. And you are know, gritting their teeth. And they, he said by the end of the night, they're all coming next Nick
0: saying, oh, my God, he's so cool. <laughs> yeah, he's just, He's just a big really. kid. Well, Matt will tell you during that whole soccer deal, or even when I would go pick the kids up because I worked third shift, you'd see this guy walking down towards Moyer with an old pair of pants with paint on them, like a 1987 Fort Lauderdale shirt and a bucket hat and a $4 pair of sunglasses. I'm out of my line. I get goosebumps, Coach. I would text him, would you think this guy has 87 state championships? (laughs) You know, but to your point, and I mean that as a compliment, and he's, he's, no, guys, I'm just Dale Mueller. He didn't care. Right. right.
1: we would we would mess with him about his his shirt or his Christmas right. socks in July, right. and I can I can remember and I I say this all the time when I'm tell, talking to you know other guys like he's like my goal is to have the same clothes when I retire as I had when I started like right. I don't want to go like who cares right. you know I'm, I'm not here to impress anybody right. and and so I mean it was just it was funny and it, it was just it was such a breath of fresh air being around a guy like that for so long that it was more about. I'm going to use my energy on the guys. You know, how can we make the guys better? How can we make this a better experience? I don't want to waste my energy on impressing this person or that person. We would make fun of him, you know, not always to his face, but, um, you know, we'd play a cold game. And and most people, if it's cold and you're going to wear a hooded sweatshirt, you're going to wear, like, some long sleeve T-shirts and maybe a hooded sweatshirt and then a non-hooded sweatshirt over it. He'd have three hooded sweatshirts on <laughs> with three hoods <laughs> like out the back. <laughs> and we'd all be looking, you know, we're getting ready to go play like Cove, Kath in the playoffs and we're going, is he serious? Right. <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, I, I guess coaches and, you know, I, we got to look the same on the sidelines and, and that's great. And there's a place for that, but he was like, look, we got to coach the game. You know, he, right. he never worried about any of that kind of stuff because why worry about things that, Really don't matter it's all cosmetic. To, to the guys out there that we want them to play hard. Let's be real. Let's be who we are. And I always appreciate that about him. And not everybody agrees with that. Right. You know, you got to look the same. And that's great. You can do that. But hey, it, it worked for us. You know, right. we, you know, and and that's what I, I giggle when, when people want to bash what we did in terms of, you know, him wearing three hoods out the back. Right. Great. If you want to focus on that, then. Get in line with the guys who are getting the runner-up trophies because we're getting this championship <laughs> <Right>. trophy <laughs> well, hey, wearing three-hooded sweatshirts.
0: Hey, I, I'll tell you this. Um, hey, because that's what I tell people because I'm being honest with them. Whether it's a varsity game or a freshman or JV game, when I'm up there, just like I do at most schools, i look at banners or in basketball or at Highlands, i look at the scoreboard. I'm like, guys, this ain't nothing new. They've got at least four every decade since the 60s. I mean, that, this is what it is. You know, like you said, I mean, you might not like it, cake eater, snobby, whatever you want to call us. We've been doing this for about 60 years. We're pretty good at it. I mean, think about that. Mm-hmm. Did, did, did you know? I'm sure you probably did. You know, they got a minimum of at least, and I could be wrong, at least four every decade since it's the 60s. It's a fact. I looked it up. Yeah, because cause I, I told them that one day because I think I had a freshman or JV game up there, timeout, you know, I'm facing a scoreboard. I'm like, 61, 64, okay, 74, 78, okay. I'm like, they got, coach, they're averaging four every 10 years. They're pretty <laughs> I, good. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, think about that. But so anyway, so I
2: ask the question because Tony and I talk about it a lot and, and you know, Comes off as a genuine great human being. Somewhere as a football coach, he has to be somewhat nuts, right? Pre-game speech, something? No,
1: no, no.
2: What I mean, you see is what you get. Like that. Yeah, hey, I C N six Grant County. They got a real good team. They got a real good team. You know, that's just him. Eighty-eight like, to seven.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that's him. I mean, it. It really is. He's as genuine as a person as I've ever met, and 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 what you see is what you get, and you know, to some people that wasn't appealing maybe. Um, but I think the record speaks for itself and he would say this and I'm not putting words in his mouth at all. I, you know, I almost feel like I'm him too. in, in terms of, you know, well, yeah. we, we, we think the same now. With
0: for 20, what, 20, 25 years, right? Yeah.
1: Since 1995 and, right. and just four hours last week, you right. know, and, um, I don't even think he would know the stuff you were asking me at the beginning, like what years and what he wants. He he wants, you know, the guys from. He was just sitting there telling me a story about, you know, some guys from Withra came and hang out with him the other day, and, well, and that's what it's about.
0: Well, like you said, and I, I, like you said, now that you say it, it makes me even more mad that. And got, we we definitely don't have a coach on, but it was all timing, you know. Um, and I would love you to come back with him. I think that would be really good. But we'll talk about that later. Is um we were down to Bluegrass games, and I won't talk about the story too much, but. His daughter had, had told us something, and, and, and I'll tell you off air, but, but it was like, to your point, you're like, yeah, that, that makes sense. That's something I could see him doing. But uh, I'm going to tell you this story. He was at our football banquet, I guess, two years ago because it was obviously we didn't have one because of COVID last year. Um, and he was our guest speaker. And, you know, like any great speaker, in my opinion, look at Jimmy V. For the refs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. A football banquet for the officials. I'm sorry. Gotcha. For the officials. And um, like any great speaker, Jimmy V. or whoever, you know, you always start off with a joke. So, Coach Mueller gets up there and thanks. You know, thank you guys for having me. And I just want to tell a story here. I think I think Fro had the game. We're at home and we're in the playoffs and we just scored and I called a timeout. I think it was under a minute left and I sent the play out and we hiked the ball and you know, we're trying to burn some time off the clock, you know, because we don't want them to have the ball with a lot of time. And we hike the ball, and we're running around, and I'm yelling, Fro, the clock's not running. Fro, it's not <laughs> running. And then we end up in the play, and Fro jogs over and says, Coach, I think somebody with, you know, X number of state championships will know the clock don't run on a PAT. And at our meeting, or at our banquet, I'm sorry, Fro stood up and said, no, Coach, what I said was, I would think with the coach with 100 state championships knows, the <laughs> clock don't run on a PAT. And I got goosebumps right now. But my point is that's how we started him being a guest speaker. And then he went into the story with his mom at Silver Grove. And, and mm. you know, and, and then the rest was, like, what did Jimmy V say? They knocked, knocked the walls down. Mm-hmm. And that's how we started it. Yeah. And then, you know, and then he talked about he had a brand-new van him and he's taking the grandkids to the levee and I'm backing it in and on them concrete columns and he's like, gosh darn it. And my wife said, Well, we're, we're gonna scratch it at some point. Yeah. And that was it. They're just real. Yeah. I mean, just real that's exactly what he said. But no, that story he said, and when Fro stood up and said, No, coach, what I said was and he and like you couldn't make that up. I mean, like you said, he's so in the moment. He just had a brain fart of yeah, the clock don't run on the PAT, but he's like, if we can run twelve seconds off, that's twelve seconds less they got. Right. I mean, they, like to your point, he's so, like, you know, like locked in. But anyway, all right. And again, I don't want to stay with coach. You got anything else you want to say about it? Because like you said, hopefully I have. You, you need to him have back. him on here. Okay, that, that'll that. work. We'll yeah. roll with that. So go ahead, coach. You got no, ahead.
2: just right. Segueing into it. So ninety five, you came in as a freshman coach. At some point in time, you went to varsity. You were under him. So, you know, how, how's that progress from there?
1: Well, so. in 95, I was coaching freshman, but I was doing anything I could to help with the varsity team as well, gotcha. weekends, Friday nights, whatever needed to be done. And um, just the way the structure of the defense w- was put, w- was set up, we, we had a D-line coach, a linebacker coach, and a DB coach. Well, the outside linebackers and inside linebackers really were two separate positions and he realized that in ninety five. We and honestly it was actually when we played Ryle in ninety five in the regular season and we lost. Yes, you did. And um they were very proud. Yeah, and <laughs> it it was you know, they ran a lot of off tackle stuff and our outside linebackers, you know, just kind of struggled that night and, and I can remember we came back to the canteen, to the old schoolers, to the old canteen. And, you know, it was back when you filmed the game with the VHS right, and you yeah, could watch it right away. Yeah, you yeah. could just put it in right away. You didn't have to download and upload to the cloud and sync it and all that <laughs> stuff. You just put the tape in the machine and started watching it. <laughs> I miss those days. But I, we were sitting in the canteens like midnight on Friday night, and he just – he said, you know, our outside backers aren't – they're just not like getting the attention they need. It's a different thing. And um, that led to I was the outside linebacker coach the next year, and it just – it started from there and – um I eventually became a wide receiver coach and outside linebacker coach then I don't know what year it was now maybe 2000 or 99 he I was the front 8 coordinator which was all the linebackers and D line and then when when coach Burns um retired after the 01 season yeah in the 01 season so I became the defense coordinator no 2 yeah
0: I was, going to, I was going to ask, at what point were you the D coordinator? Because I know you were the D coordinator, but I yeah. didn't know when.
1: Oh, two then until, until 2014, then I jumped over to the offensive side.
0: So, now, now's the point, like you said, and I was thinking about this earlier, too, when, when you had messaged back and said you could make it. First off, after I got so excited, I started thinking <laughs> about questions. And then, uh, again, for you listeners, this of our 24, so we're probably, what, 14 are the day of?
2: Oh, <laughs> Yeah, at least. it's pomp fashion. So no, well, it's
0: schedules, man. We're all busy, and and and. But anyway, so that was one of the questions. I'm like, I can't. I mean, hell, all the state championships, not just the state championships. Even the teams that didn't win state, I'm sure you have stories and memories. And I'm like, I'm not going to ask the cheesy, generic. So, what was your favorite? Yeah, you know, I'm not going to do that. But I do want to ask you, looking back now, and again, you're not done. You're 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 at Newport, so you know you, you ain't gone yet. But. Like, like when I said earlier about, you know, you being a 13-time state champion and, and even now, just to look back, and I'm just going to name drop a couple, obviously, uh, Grover, Lorenzen, Smith, Zini, Frisk, and so on and so forth, Hamlin, like, uh, um, um, Poop, what's his name, um, I'll think of it in a minute, you just guys, like like, the guys that you have coached, I mean, like you said, I don't know, I'm sure you, you sit back and have a cold drink and reflect at some point, but... That's got to be kind of amazing, right? I mean, you know, whether you're at the the worst school in the state or you're at the state champion school, everybody has that story, you know. Uh, You know, whether you're at Newport or Highlands, you know, you're going to have stories with kids. But let's be honest, when you win, it it just means a little more sometimes. And sometimes when you lose, it means a lot too. um, To see that kid fight and struggle and get back up. But what I'm getting at is, you've had some some big boys, some some D1 boys. just not to name drop a few, but like, do you ever just think like, man, that was fun. Like we can do this with them, you know, because sometimes you're limited what you can do coaching because you're talented. You know, you gotta be, you're, if you're limited with talent, you're kind of limited to coaching in my opinion. Now, as a coach, you can find ways around that, maybe scheme it differently or something, but to kind of have good talent. And I'm not saying all the time, but just like I said, just long story short, talent wise, looking back, do you kind of think, man, that was fun. That was pretty neat. You know, I-
1: I, I guys, and I'm stuttering now because you you mentioned guys, and as soon as you start mentioning guys, my brain right. is, is just going crazy. <laughs> High and frequency. I'm, I'm visualizing so many faces right now, and I, I'll, I'll I'll just I'll say this: that just yesterday in the weight room, Ethan Jefferson is he was the quarterback last season in Newport, and he's going to be a senior this year. And we were talking, and I said, you know, what what are your your goals this year? What do you want this year? what do you want to have happen this year? He said, I want to play college football. That's all right. I said, I've coached a few college quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I started talking <laughs> about some of them. I said, you know, my first year as the head coach in 2014, Bo Hodge was the quarterback. Hodge. and We're going to come back to that, by the way. I said, you've never met a guy more competitive, harder worker, more just laser focused on a game plan, every you know you hear the stories of Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and how they like their coaches not disrespecting coaches of the right. buccaneers and the patriots but those guys run the practice right they're not leaving until Tom Brady's satisfied that those guys know what they're doing and Peyton Manning and and, and Bo was Bo for a high school guy he was he was a high school version of that he wasn't them but a high school version of right. it and and i said look And we had just done some exercises out in that new auxiliary gym, which is awesome, down in Newport. And we did some stuff, and I said, look, when we would finish our workouts, that's what Bo would go do at his house. I said he'd go do core work and whatever he needed to do. And I said the conversations he and I would have on weekends, just back and forth, nonstop, hey, here's what I'm seeing, you know, for this week's game plan. Or, you know, we had so – you know, during the games – you know, we'd have these little you know, my hand up behind my, my mouth, just he and I, hey, I'm gonna call this play, but right. you do this. Don't tell anybody we're doing it. <laughs> right. Just you you take it and go this way. And some of the <laughs> I'll tell the story about Bo. Some of my favorite Bo stories. I, I'm now I'm jumping, but jump. so we're in the state championship game in two thousand fourteen and we were down forty two to twenty one at halftime. Yes you Never were. Never giving up forty two points in one half. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. Every, I mean Guys that hadn't made this mistake all season, made that mistake in that half, it's 42-21 at halftime. And at halftime, I'm thinking, all right, this is me talking to myself. You got Bo. So if we're going to go down, we're going down with Bo swinging. So we, me, just second half, it was the Bo show. You know, and it was just getting him the ball, putting him in positions to make play. So we get to a point in the game, it's fourth quarter, it's I think we're down one touchdown. I think it's 42-35. Defense came out second half, played lights out. That's a different story. But so they kept us in the game. So we get to 42-35, and it's fourth down and I think about 10 on their about 40-yard line, and we call timeout because the game's over. If we don't get this, game's over. We don't have a chance to win the game. Go out in the huddle, and, and I'm telling them we're going to run a sprint out pass to the left. And Alex Veneman, who was our guy, he's going to run our sticks route, which is go past the first down marker and come back to it and throw the ball at the sticks, catch it for a first down, then we'll move on from there. So Bo's a right-handed quarterback. And, and the whole time I'm telling the offense what we're running, I don't know this, but Bo's behind me talking to the backside re- receiver, Crosley knew. Um, is it Crosley? There's so many news. Carter's was, brother. Carter's brother. Crosley Carter. Yeah.
0: There's oh a my. bunch of them.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Hey, my Coach, brain. that squirrel will come back. Yeah, You'll yeah. get him. You'll get him. <laughs> um, and, and so, New was on the backside, and he was supposed to run a drag route right. to get in the vision of the quarterback to be an outlet in case it doesn't That's
0: work That's what out. we always did a drag or a post. Right. Like, hey. And so,
1: as I'm telling the team this great play we're going to run and get the first down, Bo's back here talking to New, says, Hey, run a flag. Well we're we're sprinting out to the left. Flag means he's running to the right. right. I don't know this. <laughs> so, you know, I'm real smart. So I go off the sidelines. What we what we doing? Fourth down. We're running sticks. You know, anybody that's ever played for Coach Mueller and I say the word sticks, they're all outside in their backyard now running it because they know exactly what it is. And he sprints out to his left and I'm watching and I see you know venom and he's gonna get open and all of a sudden he stops, flips his hip and and I'm like, no, what is he doing? Right. And the ball goes on a rope to the back opposite corner. New catches over his right shoulder for a touchdown.
0: And, you and look all the
1: coaches are looking at me and I'm looking at them. I'm like, I have no idea what just happened. Yeah. I'm like, Bo, he's like, well, whenever cause sprint out was our, that was our thing. He's like, we sprinted out, they rotated, they did this and there's no way they could cover the backside flag. I said,
0: nobody can throw that. He's, right. like,
1: he's like, I just did.
0: Right. And Great like you point. said, so let's just say you were on the 40, like you said, to throw clear across field, and I'm assuming roughly 25, 30 yards downfield. That's, well, a, that's a long throw. No, in the end zone. He oh, caught it in the end, in the zone. end okay. zone. So it was
1: 40 all the way across. The so field. Sunday <laughs> night, if you remember, um, it was Sunday night football, Trent Dilfer. You did Dilfer's Dimes, okay? Where he broke down the best throws of that Sunday from the NFL quarterbacks. Right. He broke that throw down on ESPN. <laughs> really? Did he broke that's, it down? So throw. this is, this is, this is. This is I can't even explain this. Like he was breaking
0: it down. Like this is a high
1: school quarterback hey, throwing coach, this ball.
0: Yeah, I'm sure Dad had a text message to do with that. I
1: I, I, I remember. <laughs> hey this Dilfer, back. break this
0: play down for me. Even though it's my joke, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm I really? remember
2: this whole. I remember this whole thing because my Dixie Colonels were coming on after you.
1: That's right, they were yeah.
2: playing Trinity. Yeah. So you guys, you, know, you guys were getting beat, and it was like,
1: then
0: so, they came back and won it. So like, hey, th- did the defense show up, or was the offense for them tired after scoring forty <laughs> two?
1: Defense showed up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and again, it was it was field position, it was special teams, it was just thing after thing after thing. So and by day. the way, I don't
0: think you mentioned who'd you all play.
1: Owensboro, Owensboro, Owensboro. okay. And yeah. so Thanks you know, you mentioned you know this whole thing started when you talked about players, and yeah. you know, I just. And, again, th-
0: th- that's not a fair question. That's why I didn't right. want to ask you because you've had so many. So, for the audience, please don't think he's taking the PC route here. As you can imagine, if you get bored, go go up the Highlands and get a yearbook all the way back to 96 or whatever. And right. when you see the talent there, that's why we ain't going to spend six hours talking about that. But but, but just
1: the, the, the first year coming in to, to be a coach team, and, and I went to offense that year and have a guy like Bo that, you know, we, we changed those little things a little bit from you know how we'd done them the year before. Um, and Bo just embraced it and made it work and just put on a show that year. And, and, you know, to this day, you know, we're, we, we talk quite often. He lives out in Utah now and, you know, he went to BYU yeah. and, you know, just, just, just a great guy, great player. And there's so many of
0: them. So, you know, well, just... and then for, for the listeners here. This is 2014. You guys won that, just yeah. for the listeners. So, yeah. So, down 42-21, and you won a state championship.
1: Yeah, 49-42. Bo scored the touchdown to make it 49-42. And, yeah. and then And then, funny, Just this isn't a story about a player, but, you know, then the game, it's we're, we're trying to run the clock out. We get the ball back. We're about on the 50-yard line. There's a certain amount of seconds left in the game, and we kneel it. I think we kneeled again. I think they had a couple timeouts, and then all of a sudden – I might have been like Coach Deaton. He's like, hey, if if we kneel it, they're gonna get the ball back with like, you know, I don't know what right. it was, eight seconds left. And it was about the fifty yard line and they had dudes, obviously championship game, they right. they got a chance still. I was like, Oh my God. I'm like, all right, we got Bo. Okay, he's the smartest player possibly that you know, I've ever coached. Athletic, you know, all these things. I said, All right, look, it was like I think it was eight seconds left. And we we're playing out at Western, so there's the big, big clocks that you know scoreboards that you could see and we put Veneman who was the you know he was the defending one you know 100 and 200 state champion yeah, in go. track yeah so we I said Veneman you get back about the 20 yard line you're fast right balance field and you just you just see anything you run them down and I said Bo you get the snap and you just take off running and Alex, you take off running by him. Anybody gets near him. And I said, Bo, you just keep running in circles and look at the clock. When he gets zero, get down. Right. Yeah. He probably, you know, his stats for that game, he probably lost 30 or 40 yards rushing <laughs> on that one play. But. But he just got it. I remember him running. And I'm like, this is so, like, bushly right. what right. we're doing right now. But, like, you had to do what you had to do. And he was smart enough to understand what we were doing and just ran in circles. And they're all chasing him. And he saw it. He, you know, slid down. And, and game's over.
0: <laughs> and then the Highlands Bluebirds are the 2014 state champs. Yeah. Yeah. What you got, Coach? Do you have anything about Bo over there? You said you want to come back, or was that it? He covered it. He covered it? Good. <laughs> I, got it, yeah. good. I wanted got it? to know. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. good. Yeah. Um, And again, not to move off of, because we knew pre-show, we're, you know, Highlands was going to be a good portion of this, because oh, um, sure. they're kind of relevant. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we move on from Highlands? And by all means, man. wait, We're just now at 57 minutes, so – we ain't got nowhere to go.
2: Well, I want to back up before the okay. answers that. <laughs> I want to talk about when you went from – when when you became the head, you know, when you went from the coordinator to the head coach and, and what that was like, how that experience. How did you – you know, I'm sure you and Dale had a conversation and – no?
1: No, that's, uh, that's a story. You yeah. know, um, I still tell him. I'm like, I'm – you know, the plan was – for me to retire before you did like that was the <laughs> plan like I was going to retire then he was you know he'd have one more year two more years and then when he retired we'd we'd go fishing you know I'm building a house out in Alexandria we got a pond in the backyard and he and I are going to go fishing here when Coach the house got is my poles
0: over there by the door hau- hau- by the way
1: come on out house should be ready in September we're open <laughs> good, good, good. um but you know that's I, that's what would have been perfect and and honestly he he didn't tell us he didn't tell us that I was his last season really? and when it, he called me in my classroom. So we, we played Collins in the state championship that weekend and unfortunately we lost. It was a great game. They scored. It was a Disney movie type situation. They scored a touchdown with about 20 seconds left and won the game. Um, and, you know, we come back and that Monday we're going to have our typical end of the season meeting with the players and, you know, get equipment handed in organized all that kind of stuff. And, he calls my classroom. He says, I need to talk to you before, for the meeting. Day. I said, coach, I'm in class. I I can't come over and talk. And I think at lunchtime or whatever, I was able to go over there. And he said, I'm going to tell the guys today I'm retiring. And I, I mean, my, my jaw dropped. Right. Like, you're, you're kidding me. He's like, I gave you hints. <laughs> He's like, remember when we were ordering sleds? I said, you know, Hey, what sled do you guys want? Cause you'll be using them. I'm like, well, yeah, like we would be using him. That like, wasn't a yes, hint. Yes, I'm
0: the line coach. I want to be using them. Whenever. And he's yeah. like,
1: "Do you remember I bought lunch and on Saturdays during the playoffs? I'm like that. Yeah, that was kind of awkward because you're not awkward, but right out of character because he was, you know, he's, you know, he bring he would bring. I mean, that's funny too. A whole other story. He bring his little cooler. <laughs> it was like 50 years old with his peanut butter sandwich, piece of cheese, and apple, <laughs> and diet coke. Oh, about 12 Diet Cokes. That was, I yeah. mean, it was, and then he would eat it in three seconds, done, gone. And then he's ready to move on and keep working. Like, I had no idea. And I had a terrible hernia in 2013. I should have had surgery in about September. And that season was just awful. Like, I would spend, during practice, I have to lay on the field and try to situate things. And I can remember being at Lexington Catholic in the state semifinals. It was about 10 degrees below zero. And... I had made a little bed. Whoops, sorry. I made a little bed behind the bench. So when the offense in the field, I'd go lay down because I was in so much pain, um, and I had surgery scheduled for the, I think the Tuesday after the state championship game. I had it scheduled weeks out. I knew we were going to be there, and I had to have the surgery so I could function. And right. I'm like, Coach, I'm like, tomorrow I'm having surgery, and I'm going to be, you know, stuck on the, you know, in the couch for three weeks, and i be able to move and my brain's not going to be right and now i'm the, I was like, "Oh man." So no, there wasn't a big uh conversation about Nothing. it, no. Um, you know, i knew at some point it, it was going to happen, but i was not expecting it to happen because he, I mean, so you think you were the guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, i mean, i I guess i thought i was the guy. I mean, just you know, it was we worked together hand in hand and and he'll tell you too. It, it, I ran the defense, he ran the offense and and we just did what we had to do for each other, but it was it was we did what we you know, I did, I was defense, he was offense, and that that's how we did it. And we did special teams together, and it was the absolute best situation coaching relationship you could ever have. I mean, I was so spoiled to be in that situation to have that much trust given to me. It, it's such a young age, really, when you look at it, starting back in two thousand two. Um, to just say, "Hey, do the defense. I trust you. Let's roll." And and we we went with it. And so you know, I I I never thought about it. And I and I'm not saying that because this is being recorded or whatever. Okay, I'd right. say this if we were sitting in your backyard with nobody around. But I'd never thought about it because that's not how he thought. It, it was never about titles. It was never when I say title, I'm talking about like head coach, right, defense right. corner. It was just about working like we're work a group. Like yeah. uh, you're, I don't care who's here, who's if you got an idea, if you know, whatever it is, we're we're here together, and we never looked at it as titles, and there was no egos, and and so I have a follow up to that. So yeah. when you became the guy, were you like, oh <laughs> fuck, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a lot of weight on them <laughs> shoulders, man.
1: Yeah, and you know I, you know you learn from experiences, and I look back and and I there may have been some things I'd done differently just mentally going into it. But I, I just was in such a good place, been around him so long that I really felt like he had laid the blueprint out on how to do things. And we really tried to, to maintain that, uh, level of expectations and, and how we did things. And, but you know it was a surprise, and you know, then I was kind of laid up there for a while, so my brain was bouncing. And you know th- what what helped was the staff. You know, we we all were together for so long um, that 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 was huge. It's the continuity of everybody working together. And was he the only guy that went away?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So listen, I I still want to stay here because I have a couple questions because I do want to get to the Beachwood stint and then obviously the Newport stint. So coach, are you gonna be a second? Okay, because because you probably want to hear this next one. Oh, really? So now, well, I think it's kind of relevant. So uh, hey, shut the door. <laughs> so yeah, if you gotta go, shut the door. Um, so no, I guess that just to talk about some of the coaches, like I, I know Wayne Hall, I, you know him, and I, so my mom used to watch Wayne and Philip and Adam and all those guys. So um. I, On I purpose, know, she watched yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, well, their mom and my grandma were tight. So <laughs> you, can't imagine yeah, babysitting the hall Exactly. Boys. Yeah. Oh my so, god. So, so they were uh, old school. Well, first off, old school buddies, but like old school Glenn Smiths, bowling buddies, and mm-hmm. you know my mama watched them. And but anyway, so um, like like you just mentioned with Coach Mueller leaving, and and that probably had to be a little comforting, right? When when nobody, well, let's say for the most part, you still had your staff, so there was some comfort familiarity of of okay we're just going to roll on coach is gone
1: yeah i mean scott turner he came on board in 1997 you know is a he was a freshman coach for a couple years like i mean that that's kind of how things went you know a lot of a lot of the guys that coach highlands would come in as a freshman coach and then make their way up and and coach turner did as well and uh, he's still coaching there um Rob McCoy, well, Rob McCoy, he had left by the time I was head coach, but he was around for for a long time. Shelby Jones, uh, he, I don't even remember when he started coaching, my gosh, probably 03, 02, something like that. You know, and he was still on board in 2014. He stuck around. Nick Beheimer was the, you know, head freshman coach for like 10 years, and he jumped up to varsity. When I became head coach, he he came up to varsity. Um, Ryan Leopold was still around. Mark Dill
0: was that Dilly? Yeah, I was. I,
1: I, sorry, Mark, I didn't mention you. He and I came in together in '95, and and he's still there. Right. You know, and he's he's been a volunteer that whole time, and you know, he's really the rock of everything up there. He's just he's just that guy. He knows how to relate to kids as well as anybody I've ever been around. So yeah, that familiar familiarity with everybody and uh, that continuity of sticking together that made a huge difference. To you knew what each other were thinking. Um, it wasn't a whole new group, you know, coming in.
0: All right. So here's the two things that I have and again I do have a couple more while we're gonna stick with the Highland stint. So obviously everybody knows um the Highlands Cuffcath rivalry. And and this isn't stirring the pot or anything, but just you've been a part of it for however many years. That's the same. Even when you played, let's call it twenty nine, thirty. Right?
1: since nineteen eighty nine, is more than that.
0: Okay, yeah. So yeah, thirty two. Unfortunately, I don't. Thirty two. <laughs> Damn, years. you are old. Okay, yeah. we're okay, okay. Cut. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, um, and 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 you know, I know, like Coach would say, you know, it's just another game, and that's the cliche thing, but it, it's not. Cuffcat is not just another game. So I think you would agree with that, right? It's it's
1: not just another game, and that's what's awesome about sports, and and right. and I think what no matter where you're playing, what sport you're playing. Even, you know, I mentioned FNC baseball before. Right. You know, we had rivals. You right. know, you know, we knew there were teams, like the the Dixie – or I'm not – the Delhi Eagles. We knew we were going to play them in the city tournament. Right. You know, and you didn't see them in the regular season playing down at, you know, Hilltop and right. Newport Vets. But you knew when we got to the city tournament and we were playing wherever we were playing, we are going to play the Delhi Eagles. And so – you have those rivals middle school basketball softball i'm sure there's teams right. you you know when you get your tournament schedule are right. they there yep they're there hey yeah. hey we're going to play these guys you know we're going to play them in the second round or whatever but the highlands covcath rivalry it's just it's fun right. and and i can remember sitting there you know robert velardo was coaching with us for a couple of years um, and all the years run together so i don't know exactly what years it was but we were down in the gym at covcath and you know, back in the day, that was where, uh, you know, the visiting team went and we were down in there and it was, you know, it was, it was the game. I mean, you could hear it outside. Right. It was packed and it was back in the good old days when, when they played on Saturdays. I know that some of the Cubcats right. guys like they play on Fridays now, because as far as coaches, the weekend preparation stuff's easier, but just to me, Cubcat games were Tradition. on Saturday yeah, in the yeah. mud. Yeah. And yeah. we were down in the gym on a Saturday and, it was gonna be. It was gonna be just a great game, and I was just giddy, nervous, anxious, whatever. And I remember look, going up to Robert and saying, "You know, I know the Michigan Ohio State's a big rivalry, and Florida Florida State or right. whatever, but you can only get so amped up, right? And I, they can't be any more amped up than we are right now. <laughs> like this is, right? This is what it's about. Like being down here right now in the gym, and you're." your knees are shaking and your stomach's queasy and you you, you can't think straight, but at the same time you can run through a wall. And I mean, it's just so much going on. I mean, that's what you're like. That's why you get up each day and do all those things is to play in those games. And I mean, I can't imagine doing anything or living a life where you don't get to experience that. Right. You don't get to experience a rivalry, right? You just—I—I I don't want to ever wake up, day after day, and not have something that just gets me so juiced up that I, I can't think straight, you know, and I'm—I I'm, can't sleep or I like, so fortunate to be a part of of all those. And you know, college—it was Camelsville and Georgetown. You know, that was our. And it was always the end of the season. It was right about the time Cove, Kath, and Highlands would play, too. And it was like, right. are you kidding me? We get to play this rivalry, same time <laughs> right. Highlands and Cove, Cath are playing 100 miles away. Like, right. this is awesome. Like, yeah. I can't wait.
0: No, and I asked that because, um, like you said, uh, up here in Northern Kentucky, you don't even think – probably next to Trinity and, and um, X. I mean, and I'm sure, you know, not to get in a pissing contest, but, like, it's just – you look across the state, I mean, that's, you know, you mentioned Highlands, Cuffcath, Trinity X. I mean, it's it's kind of like the Mount Rushmore, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. they're kind of relevant. Um, so th- that was my question with that, just if you had anything special with the Cuffcath rivalry. Because, I mean, like you said, I mean, it's a big deal. You know, whether it's – and, and in I, I, my opinion, being a basketball official uh, and football as well, but, but my point is, though, I did basketball longer than football. So – and it helps when both teams are good. So in basketball, as you can imagine – I don't want to say it rolls over, but, you know, the atmosphere and the student sections and blah, blah, blah. But that's just why I brought that up. is because, hell, you know, just I don't think it'd be a true podcast if we have a Highlands coach on and not bring up the CuffCath robbery, you know. Um, so my other question here, I have uh, – you were fortunate enough um, to play some really good Ohio teams and some really good teams across the country. So just talk about that. Um, and, again, looking back – Everybody has their generic ten game schedule. Your district games and your non-conference or non-district games, I should say. But like you know, Highlands and 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 Molar and X and Trinity, we're, we're playing teams from Florida. We're, we're playing teams from you know New York. We're playing teams from Alabama. Like just to look back, at like how cool? Like you said, when you're all said and done, and your grandkids are, or if you're reading something, how cool is that to say, yes, we played blank from Miami, Florida. Uh,
1: it it amazes. Me. I don't. I don't know if amazes me is the right word, but coaches that, that won't give their guys experiences. Like, I mean, those are, you just said it, like, those are some phenomenal experiences, you know, to go over to Nipper play Nipper stadium and play Trotwood Madison with, I think every skilled guy that had that year went to either Michigan or Ohio state <laughs> and, and we're playing at Nipper on a Sunday and it was unbelievably awesome. And we, we won the game. I mean, we just played great that game and every, I mean, we just played a great game and, win against these dudes. And then, I mean, even local teams, I mean, we, we've played mail and Trinity and, right. you know, in some great games. I, you were, we were, t- you were telling a funny coach Mueller story earlier, and it made me think we were playing mail in 1998 over Beachwood. We used to have a champions bowl. Us and Beachwood worked together and we're playing mail. They had Michael Bush and, um, Sergio Spencer and, and, um, Montrell Jones. It was
0: good for you. That's a good memory. All those guys. And
1: it's, and we had, you know, that was Lorenzen and Smith and, and all those guys. And it was just, I mean, it's a track meet first quarter round. It's a track meet. And I don't know what the score was, but there's touchdown touchdown. I mean, which, and it's just, I mean, it's a bunch of future division one NFL guys on the field. Yeah. Over in Fort Mitchell two Kentucky high schools playing right. at Beachwood high school. And there's future NFL town on the field. I mean, I'm just so cool. and, right. It's a funny story amongst us coaches that coach together that, you know, we're sitting there and we're, we're going back and forth, back and forth. And and coach looks up at the clock and there's like five seconds left. And he starts yelling, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary. <laughs> and so our, our Hail Mary group runs out. we get around the Hail Mary and one of our other coaches goes, wait a minute, coach, it's only five seconds left in the first quarter. <laughs> and it had been like an hour. Like the, it lasted so long because we were both throwing passes and scoring right. touchdowns and – and the game just was going on forever and ever, and he's yelling Hail Mary, and it was end of the first quarter. But, you know, back to your point, you know, we've we got to play, you know, that St. X game that we played on a Friday night at 6 o'clock because it was nationally televised when they were ranked, like, I, I think third in the country. We were 10th in the country, and we beat them, I want to say, 21-7. And, it, you know, the place is just – What was this at Highlands? It was at Highlands. This was a
0: blackout, if I remember correctly. The blackout, yeah. I remember that.
1: And uh, that would have been uh, nine, maybe. Coach, Um, look at me. I can't help you. I'm not a lifeline. And uh, it was. I just
0: remember the picture. It showed the student section all in black with the Highlands flag. And and,
1: and they had guys just everywhere. And I just remember we, I was like, man, you know, of all the years we, we were starting a sophomore corner, and a sophomore outside linebacker to the wide side, Josh Quillen and Drake Bruns. and You were like, damn. I was like, man, we you know we finally got this shot at this game. We got these two sophomores out there, and them amongst everybody just stepped up and just played a gr- – I mean, I can visualize Brandon Roller, something we'd worked on in practice over and over all week with this tight end dragging across the field. And, hey, when you see this, expect this, see this. And he did it in practice and practice in the game. He stepped back, intercepted, really helped seal the game. And, you know, that game and – you played Moeller in 97 and just an epic battle. I think it was 21-20. Um, you know, we played uh, – oh, gosh, what was their name from Jacksonville, Florida? It was on ESPN. Right.
0: Um, I can't remember, but, yeah. I mean, th- something we'll Christian Academy.
1: And, and, you know, we beat them on national television, and that was, uh, you know, that was awesome. Next year we played in 2014, my first year, we got to play – Christopher Columbus out of Miami, Florida, which is an 8A school, the largest classification in Florida, which they play ball down there. And this is the largest classification in Florida. And that season they ended up being the state runner-up in the largest classification in Florida. (laughs) And we had a chance to score at the end of the game to win. And Bo missed about half the game. He got hurt. Had to go in the locker room, basically the second and third quarter. And, you know, looking out on the field, you know, I always joke when we're talking about coaches, you know, as coaches, we're always they make fun of me because pregame I freak out. I look down at the other side and I'm like, "Oh my god, that quarterback's a stud. That receiver's well, he better be as a high school quarterback in pregame. Like he, you know, he's gonna be.
0: Everybody looks good on air. Yeah you
1: know? and and I was like, "Man, can you imagine coaching in in college and coming out and seeing Alabama on the other side. Like, how wow. do you even study film? Like, there's okay, what what are your, what's your game plan? There is no game plan. We don't have a chance. Right. You know, I'm like that's kind of a joke and. We, we, when Christopher Columbus showed up as the name of the school for Miami, Florida, I looked out there and you gotta be kidding me. (laughs) Right. I'm like, am I, did I get a sideline pass to an Alabama game? I mean, it was in our, you know, we got after it and it was, it was a great game, but to your point, it's those experiences of playing those teams from, from across the country and, you know, living across, right across the river from Cincinnati. I mean, there's, you know, nationwide, uh, or nationally ranked teams right there, too. Um, you know, what two, three years ago, we got to play Knoxville Catholic down at Corbin High School.
0: I remember that. Yeah, that was, like, earlier in the year, right? Yeah. Like sec- first game or something. Sec- the first second, second game, game. Yeah, yeah. And they,
1: yeah. they had, you know, they had one, their one tackle went to Clemson. They had another tackle <laughs> going to, I mean, their guard went to Georgia. I think another guy went to Georgia. Another guy was going to Florida. I mean, it was right. their quarterback, um, their backup quarterback was T. Martinson, son. And he, I just saw on ESPN the other Like maybe it was last summer or something. He's going some big time baseball scholarship, and they—I mean, just talent, talent. And Knoxville Catholic is kind of like a prep school. You know, if if you're a sophomore or junior in East Tennessee or East Tennessee, and you want to get a scholarship, you transfer to Knoxville Catholic. And so we had filmed them from the year before, and even their coach like, you know, you don't really need to watch last year's film because it's going to be different guys because we're going to get a whole new crew come in. Right, and and you know they were. Ginormous. I mean, I, I go back and watch that film and <laughs> look at their offensive line and our defensive line, and it was uh, it wasn't fair on paper, and you know we got after it, and we, I think it was thirty-one twenty-eight. They scored late, and then we, you know, tried to get down the score, couldn't, but you know, it was a great game. But yeah, it, it's playing those teams. I wouldn't trade those games, win or lose, for anything. Um, you know that that was something Coach Mueller w- was big on was. Play anybody anywhere. We had we had a great rivalry with Elder for years. You know, two thousand. We were the first Bro, I was game say, I was there. ever so, at Paul Brown Stadium. Paul Brown Stadium. That ever. Was Any game ever. That game was amazing. Yeah. And, and I don't want to blast officials, but they didn't it. help us that I'll game. It. I, so just curious, was it Kentucky
0: or Ohio? Even though it was Ohio, but Ohio. Oh boy, that's their fault then. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I don't. Know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But it was. But no, I was there. I was in the. Was I, I want to say I was in the. Everybody and, was there. They yeah. opened the gates. That's right. like,
1: nah we. Can't take no more.
2: That was a great Everybody, come in.
0: Right,
1: no, that, um, that was fun. I mean, just to be able to coach in a game at Paul Brown Stadium. I mean, that was that was cool.
0: Yeah, well, no, and like I said, I, I bring all that up. I asked about Ohio, Kentucky, and then I asked across the country. But I know you're very self-aware and realistic. And like to your point, I think in the state of Kentucky, and, and let's be honest, the state of Ohio, I can't speak much for I- Indiana. And like you said, Tennessee, I'm sure has some, but. The quality of football we have is, is pretty awesome around here. But to your point, though, me being a big Florida State guy, even Texas or Alabama, down there, I mean, and I say this respectfully, and I, and I know you're realistic, and I'm not saying what Highlands would or wouldn't have done, but just like, and I, I never forget this, and, and again, this is not a knock to Highlands, this is me being honest, I think the one year you guys played at Elder, I went, and i only remember that. I'd have been Bo's junior year, maybe. I don't remember. Because it was the first time I ever went to Elder. And I'm like, well, hell, I'm going to go watch Highlands play if I'm going to go. And and I think you guys beat them. And I think that year they were like four and seven, six and five or something. And, and I don't mean, again, nothing to take away from Highlands, but they're in the GCL. Like the week before they had like Western Christian, whomever out of where, you know, mm-hmm. like you were kind of, I don't want to say Highlands, but like th- there weren't no... And I say this respectfully. There weren't no homes or Grant Counties on their schedule. You know, like it was like Cathedral, something Cathedral. Indianapolis right? yes. Cathedral. Yeah, it was like Indianapolis Kashib, Cathedral, Molar, uh, Colrain, Highlands, and then the list goes on. Like you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and what I'm saying, I just remember that game because I was like, Highlands beat them. It was a great game. You might have won by a touchdown or a field goal, whatever it was. But I'm like. Highlands, whatever you guys did that year. And I'm like, yeah, Elder was like 6-5 and five or something. Right? Like, they didn't even, you know, because they do the point system mm-hmm. over there, I think. But it was just like, it was my first realization. And then, if I'm not mistaken, I'll tell you what year it was. I think the coach's son was a sophomore. He was the quarterback. Yeah,
1: it was like 11 maybe or yes, 10. Yes, whatever. But, but, Ramsey know, was, was the yeah, quarterback. And his son was like a sophomore.
0: Mm-hmm. He was... It was like one of those deals kind of like with Highlands. If you're going to get them, get them now because they're going to be good. And like a couple years later, you know. But I just remember that game. And like that was besides going back to the Paul Brown and Elder deal, you know, that, like you said, what, 10, 11 years later, you know, it was like just to witness that and the talent. And my point is p- people watch TV, you know, these kids are coming from Florida, Georgia, Texas, Alabama. Like just the talent, you know, it, it's just crazy. Like like you said, when you saw that George Washington team, you're just like, Psst. What is this? Yeah. You know, but, but I mean that as a compliment to what you guys do, because you have talent, but you probably don't have as much talent. And, and I've always said this, even when I, when I was in high school, which I've always respected, like you said, drink the Kool-Aid, I always respect it. Even now, New Cath, Cuff calf and Highlands, and. and he even, bought a house in Fort Thomas. Right, yeah, not, hey, got a rest <laughs> of soul, we got lucky. Unfortunately, somebody passed away, because uh, we, we don't, we don't have that kind of money. Yeah, eat the cake, we're in the bubble. But, um, or even Beachwood, you know, I mean. For 30 years, they've been good. You know, from Yeagle to now, they've been good. You know, from from Coach Duffy to Coach Mueller to Coach, or you when you were there, I mean, you guys were good. You were highly competitive. I didn't get it at a high level. But that's just, I just, it's just what we have in this area, I think is just so awesome. And, and I don't say people don't appreciate it, but like, I don't know. I just wonder if it's something that, that people think about. They don't like, understand it.
2: Right. Like when you go into the state championship game, there's always going to be a Northern Kentucky team in the finals.
0: Right. Yeah, well, and we've had always, one, and there was some crazy stuff until we've had one. Was it? And I don't know you probably don't know, but it was something dumb since like all of the years, but like three since like two thousand. We've had somebody in the state championship, mm-hmm. whether it's one eight. Well, obviously now with there being six their so classes. What's stupid? Yeah, yeah. Hey, here's my question, Julian. I love you. Why why didn't we try five first? Why would we go from four to six? Like I, don't know. I, I know you don't, but I love Julian. <laughs> I just hope I just hope he called me one day and tell me. Like while we go from four to six? Why not give five a chance so some of these teams can be held accountable? Because you know what I, I said this years ago: some single A teams, quarterback's going to break his leg, unfortunately, and they're and they're going to be like three and seven, and they're going to win a state championship, you know, because he's going to come back healthy, and they're going to win, you know. And I, I said that obviously, none want nobody to get hurt, but as soon as we said that, as watered down. Is you know, I'll say it: this one is two A is, you know, in these first three rounds, it's just I think it's just silly, but oh well. Um, but anyway, that's a side note. But uh, yeah, I, I just wish we would have gave five classes a try first before we went to six.
2: Pump you're getting jacked
0: up. I am getting jacked. Sorry, I love. Calm you, down, man. I, I love you, KHSa. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, now I just want to talk about just this
2: guy's a good guy, man. You're a good guy. You're chill.
0: I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, we
2: pre-gamed a little bit, and you made a comment, and I got a note here. Okay. You said I don't I don't order rings. I I I we get back after it after the next one. That's.
0: Yeah, because I, I think his exact words were, because we were, we asked him how many state championships he won, and he went through the years, and I was like, well, you should have just brought your rings. It would have been easier. I ain't got any. And you said you ain't got any. No, I have some. I I'm, know. I'm, I have, we're I be- have some. Coach's radio, years. we're being sarcastic. I understand. <laughs> they can't see that. Right. So, no, we're but not hold, on video. Hold, well, hold on. And your, your next line was, yeah, after we won state on the way back, we're already thinking about next year.
2: Right. That's a wooden thing. I I've done a lot of studies on John Wooden and that's a wooden thing. I don't know if you
1: And that that's not and I'm not being cliche, I'm not trying to do coach talk. I mean right. that that's legit. I mean I, I can remember, you know, a lot of times Coach Me and I'd be on different buses, you know, offensive bus, defensive bus, and we'd get back to school and it's whatever time, depending on what time the game was and Come back from Louisville. Yeah, Louisville or, or Bowling Green, right. Um, wherever the game was and get off the bus and Hey, do you think next year we could move so and so? I mean, right. we'd be in the coach's office at turning. you know eleven o'clock at night on a Saturday, just won the game, and we're already talking about moving this guy to this position, and you know, and then when cell phones came, you know, texting back and forth on the buses. Hey, what do you think about this guy moving here, or you know, what if we change kickoff kickoff a little bit? And I mean, it, it, it's true. I mean, that's that's just that's how we're all move wired. On, move on and I yeah. think most coaches would would probably agree I mean I'm not going to say that every minute of every bus ride coming home from every hey coach, state championship game I, was I don't like agree that.
2: with you I don't think most coaches would think that really well
0: <laughs> right no I I, I I think you guys and, and the teams we just named they're not saying the other teams don't but you guys a well, minority for a reason I mean like I said look at the scoreboard <laughs> you're averaging four every 10 years right um
2: I mean, but, not being a dick. I'm just saying right. I just don't think that <laughs> right. most coaches would right. think that way. Yeah, like, but
0: most coaches are hey. like, we got three games left and the season's over. <laughs> let's, let's drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coach, hey, hey, you, you better put it in neutral. You're right. Don't <laughs> um, tell Rachel. No, no we ain't going to tell Rachel. Uh, so, um, Squirrel, what were we talking about? Um, Coach, okay, yeah. So, I'm going to ask you the old cliche here. Um, I'm a big believer you got to have athletes, but I'm also a big believer in coaching matters. Um, what's your opinion with that? Or or do you think or do you agree it's just it's a fifty fifty?
1: I mean, you gotta have both. I mean right. you know, it just because you've got great players, that doesn't mean you're gonna win a game. And just because you have a great coach doesn't mean you're gonna have a great game. And you know, and I coaching awards and this is coming from, from Coach Mueller, and and again, and I don't know how you'll think about this, but I think most coaches would agree the coaching awards are kind of ridiculous oh, because yeah, you never show, yeah. you never see a guy get a coaching award for going three and seven. 2 and 9 3 <laughs> right, and 7 right but i'm telling you from experience coaches will often coach their hardest and feel like they've done their best job when it doesn't necessarily appear that way on the outside because of wins and losses you know there's games that certain teams i'm not even i don't want to say me right, i don't right. want to say him her him that can show up and roll out the ball and win the game right and and I don't mean that as disrespect any great team or you know because a lot of times a great team is in that position because they've worked like crazy and their coaches have demanded so much but you get to that point and there is something to that but you got to have when you have great coaching and great players that's when you get something that's that's you know, that people talk about for a long time. Uh, you have situations where you have great players, and and I don't even really know what – I don't know. I, I don't – talking about great coaching versus not great coaching versus whatever, I, it makes me a little uncomfortable, to be honest with you, being a coach. Right. Hey, you're but, a humble guy. Um, But it, it, it is a combination of both. Well,
0: and, I, I'm going to give you my example. And, again, please correct me if I'm wrong. Like I said I, – Every, anybody in Northern Kentucky. You're you an fight.
1: official. You're never wrong. That's, right. What told that's right. That's right. <laughs> My grandpa was an official, so I'm yeah. a, I got your back.
0: So, and here's what I mean by coaching. And I'm going to go back to you and Coach Mueller. And please correct me if I'm wrong here. Like one year, depending on who you have, you kind of run like a wing T. Then we get Gino or, or Jared, we're going to wing it. You know, we're going to go five wide and pick you, know, pick you apart. So, to me, that's coaching because you adjust to your talent. Um, and, and I guess that's what I'm getting at. Obviously, I think you, you got to you have well. There's no honestly, you have to have both, you know. Because if you don't have talent, like like what we say an hour ago, you know, if you don't have when you have talent, you have more options. You can coach more. You can do different things than you can as if you're limited. So I'm a big believer in that. But I, I guess what I'm saying is, um, like when, when just you guys were at Highlands, even before I started fishing, I've, I've been doing football for six years. But even going back then, like I said, I think one year, please correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't one year you guys were like, I don't want to say wing tee ish, but you mm-hmm. kinda went yeah. to a wing tee yeah, and then absolutely and yeah. then like three years prior you were five wide right. and then the following year you were more of a pro offense because you adjusted to your talent. And that's what I mean by coaching matters. Yeah, and I'm not gonna
1: correct you if you're wrong. It's just as you were saying that, I started thinking myself to to your point was I don't think of that as like is a big deal. Like I'm like, right. well, yeah, that's what you do. You, that's what you're you, supposed you, uh, to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And so I, so I guess I get what you guys were saying. And, but for my thing is that's what you do Why you know, wouldn't we? when you're right. on the bus ride home from your last game and you're texting back and forth, right. Hey, we should move this guy to this position. We need to change how we're doing kickoff. Hey, next year we need to do some wing T stuff. Cause we got a really fast right. little wing guy a and, a, studs and, a, yeah. and a quarterback that's good, good ball handler and a good runner or, Hey, he's going to be six three, and he can throw the ball. Let's get in the gun and let's fire the right. ball or place. And so, I guess to go back what you said before, yeah. Now, I guess I understand what you're saying about w- with coaching, but in my brain, that's just that's normal. normal. Right? No, I agree. And, and, right. and,
0: and our brain it is too. But to the people listening, that why well, I think some people look at Saban and Belichick like you're fucking crazy. You're crazy because they're so far out there. You know what I'm saying? And and and, and, and I know you're like Matt said, you're being humble. Uh, what are you being humble? Maybe you just are humble. I don't think you're being humble. You are who you are, but I just don't think, like I said about Coach Mueller, if people saw him walking down the street, and didn't know him. And I said, "Hey, man, this guy has 11 state championships." They're like, "You're crazy," you know. Like, and I mean that as a compliment, obviously. But I just don't think everybody. does or everybody can.
1: And does that make when sense? You, yeah, when you bring that about him, that's the great coaches I know. Right. They're, that's how that's how they are. They don't they don't need to advertise themselves. You know, well, it's – it's they do what they do because of other reasons. Their are driving forces to give those guys a great experience, to, you know, to, to better – to make something better than it was before they got there. It's not about them. And to me, the great coaches I've been around, you don't even know who they are right. except for, you know, now with social media. Media, oh, this guy gets attention because they're winning games, but they never come out. And if I could steal the mic for a second here – and, and talk about another coach. Probably one of the coaches that that has had a huge influence on me outside of who I've coached with, you know, most notably Coach Mueller would be Chuck Smith out of Boyle County.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so I'm in college, and a good buddy of mine, Chris Mason, was a year or two older than me. He graduates. Um, and gets a teaching job, teaching, coaching job. And it was homecoming, so he was back over Camels, Camel'sville. I said, hey, Chris, what's up? I said, how you doing? He said, good. I said, what are you up to? He said, I just got a teaching and coaching job. I said, where are at? And he kind of, uh, well, I got a job over Boyle County. And it wasn't, it was, it, this was like 94 maybe. And at that time, Boyle County was terrible. I was like, going to say, yeah. They were bad. And Coach Smith had been coaching at Camelsville High School. So he, you know, he'd been around the program a bit and had some connection with some guys. And so Chris got a job over there. and But it wasn't anything you bragged about because they weren't very good. Well, we know the, how the story ends up because right. <laughs> Chuck Smith showed up and got after it. So we played Boyle County in 03 in the regular season down there. And they had come off – maybe three or four in a row in right. 2A, and they were moving up to 3A in 3 So just like we just got done talking about, Coach Mueller says, hey, they let's play those guys. They got it going on, so heck yeah, we'll play Boyle County. We you know, we want to play the best, give our right. guys an experience. And
0: credit to Boyle for saying, yeah, yeah let's do it. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, because that's how yeah. Coach Smith is. Exactly. Yeah. And and again, it's not about him.
1: You don't yeah. even know he's the coach. He doesn't advertise, I'm the coach. Like, right. like." That's that's why I love Coach Smith. Coach Mueller, those guys. So we go down there and play in 03. We lose 21-20 in a great game. And, tr- like, just true Friday night high school football. You know, Boyle County, the town shuts down. Everybody's there. It's awesome. We play them the state championship game in 03 and running clock. They run and clock us. And it's like, okay,
0: <laughs>
1: how'd they do that? So with playing them in the regular season and the playoffs, had a ton of film on them. And so that off season, I just watched the film over and over and over again, and not. And, and what I started to figure out, I wasn't stealing scheme from him. It was like, you don't do anything different, you know. As a defensive coach, he's a defensive coach. I'm a. I was a defensive coach. I was expecting, you know, all this exotic stuff, and they ran the same defense every play, every game, you know. But if you got in this set, they would jump into a three four. If you got in this set, they jump into a four four.
0: That was it. So basically, don't outthink the room.
1: Don't outthink, and just be obsessed with the fundamentals. Coach your tail off with the fundamentals, and get these guys to believe that I can play harder than you can, and there's nothing you can do about it. So, our That's fucking unreal. Our rallying cry in 04 was we have to outboil Boyle. Yeah. And what that meant, what we meant was, you know, what Coach Mueller said to the team was Boyle County's Marines, like. They show up every day. They work like crazy. And they're, they're one technique that he's the best one technique around because he believes in being a one technique. And he does this a thousand times a day until he gets it perfect. And then the next day he tries to get even more perfect. Right. And you can say that because the constitution says more perfect. <laughs> right, right. And <laughs> that's who they were. So we said, we have to out boil, boil. Right. And that relationship that I have and not that the coach Smith and I talk regularly, we, you know, we, you know, we see each other at clinics and and this and that. And I actually spent some time with his son Brandon down at in Louisville this off season. A bunch of us coaches had and we made our own clinics since we couldn't. You know, right. they weren't real clinics. We made one, but just that's what I learned from him was it's not about the exotic things you see on Saturdays and Sundays on TV. It's high school football. Be obsessed with being great at what you're doing, and and you can make it work right. and. So I learned that from him, and and then knowing, then getting to know Coach Smith, and then knowing Brandon, his son. I mean, just like you talked about Coach Mueller, if if Coach Mueller and Coach Smith were sitting down here talking, right. and they were hanging out, <laughs> and you brought someone down and said, "Hey, between these two guys, right, this is what they got," you'd say they'd say no way, because they are the they're they are the most chill, humble, humble, not about me, dude, you've ever met. Yeah. And that's why they had success. It never was about them,
0: right? Well, and I got a little excited because you talked about Boyle, and uh, you know we graduated in two thousand. So you got to think you have Lex Cath Boyle, Breath, and Lawrence County, like those guys, and obviously you guys. But you know through the years, and I say that because we were two A at the time, and that was the thing. You know, my senior year, I missed the kick, whatever. And uh, you know, blew it. Pump. I blew it. I shanked it. But hey, no, you know, nobody remembers two point conversion. I caught right before that, though, to send it. Blew it. Down. So, but anyway, <laughs> he, he so yeah, it. I doinked it. Uh, if the uprights were higher, I would have doinked it. I still missed it. But uh, with that being said, we would have had to have go to Lex Cath and then go to Boyle. I mean, think about that. And then at that time, mm-hmm. you know, and then that's the thing. And before that, my freshman and junior year, you had the Chapman brothers on breath and they're rolling people. Because that's what I tell everybody. I'm like, hey, look. Not saying my kick cost us the state championship. Probably cost us an S-whooping from Lexcath. But you look at what Lexcath, Boyle, and Brethet did from, like, 98 to 03. Them boys was good. Them boys was good. That was a Mm -hmm. whole other level. Because didn't Danville and Boyle, obviously, didn't didn't for the longest time they call that title town. Mm -hmm. Because between Danville and Boyle, they're just bringing them back. Yeah. Bringing them all back on 1A and And 2A. And we
1: actually, in 03 and 04, played Danville and Boyle (sighs) back-to-back each of those two seasons.
0: Again, that's going out of your way to make a schedule. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, we do got to give a name drop, even though Coach Mueller was in charge. Who was the AD at the time? Him. Oh, oh that's right. No, he was the AD. He that's the right. Area. That's right, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, so, I guess you can kind of do what you want when you're the AD <laughs> and the head coach.
2: So, you made a comment when we were pre-gaming that you, you were the interim coach in 2012.
1: Well, I, just for that one game, for the that's state championship that. game, because, unfortunately, Coach Mueller had to go out of town for a, a funeral, uh, kind of last minute, and – you know, family first, and, right, you know, the respect that everyone had for him for knowing what is most important uh, was was huge. So we all I, and i I, I kind of said that jokingly and and it was a it I'm was sorry a, for calling you out. No, 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 it was a collective effort, you know we we there's no way anyone associated with that program was gonna you know let him down when he was gonna be out of town. Um, dealing with a family situation in a state championship game, when he pours every ounce of his soul into it, um, we weren't going to let him down. So,
2: so when you became the guy at that point, you didn't know you were the guy. Next guy, in t- Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, no. Well, looking back. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Into Matt's point. Uh, I know he brought it up. Kind of because we talked pregame about it, but I think also I think that's just an interesting story. Like like who remembers like when, when people listen to this? Oh, that's right. Coach Mueller wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? I, th- I think it's just an interesting point to bring up. Because, and again, like you said, family first. You know, I think Bobby. Ballin, oh, Oh, one hundred percent, family right, right, first. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think Bobby Bowen, What do you say? Religion, family, and then the team. Uh, but to your point, though, it's just relevant because, again, not saying anybody else wouldn't have missed the game. You know, not saying depending on the family member, but my point is at this, like to your point of, of where he is, that this tells you, you know, his pecking order, if you will, you know, and but anyway, no, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I ain't gonna lie. I didn't know about that until you said that before we started. Yeah, I, I shouldn't say I don't know, let's just say I didn't remember mm-hmm. because I gotta th- think or hope I heard that before, but anyway, um, anything else with Highlands, man, before we roll on because, because. Good, no good. You no,
1: know, we started to talk about players, and and the thing is just relationships. You know, walking through the grocery store or whatever, and and running into guys and getting wedding invitations. Just got one recently, and the graduation parties and all the, the
0: people you coached, Assuming you're doing fifty or hundred a pop at a wedding, that's a lot of money you're giving.
1: <laughs> you know, it's 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 the relationships. Then yeah. And see, you know, when you see these guys going out and they're. It's just so weird, you know, I, You know, to see some of these guys. And when I started coaching them, I was only a couple years older than those guys in the 95, 96, 97 back then. You know, these guys got – I'm starting to have – I had kids in class, you know, of that were kids of some of these guys I'd coached. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. You,
0: mm-hmm. you know, this
1: is crazy. And so just seeing it all come around and, you know – Running into these guys and seeing how they're doing, and you know, just just the other day, you know, Burpee Athiani, who was our safety on our 0-4 team, just maybe the greatest defense ever. Uh, who's who got out of college? You know, he went and played college ball up at Denison and got out of college. And and I don't know how he where how it got to the point, but all of a sudden he calls me. And he says, Coach, he said, I just got the D de- and I just saw his dad at the gym yesterday. And he and I were telling this story. I was told the story to his dad, Dr. Bathiani. And I said, Yeah. I can remember when Bert first got his his first coaching job. He got a def- he was our safety and he got the defensive line coaching job at Lindsey Wilson. And he calls me, he says, I have no idea. <laughs> so I said, All right. He said, can we talk? I said, yes, we met in my classroom and we're, you know, we moved the desk out and we're getting down in stances and, you know, we're, we're, you know, cause even though I'm not a defensive lineman, I'd been coaching D defense enough that I, you know, and so I, I just, I can vividly remember he and I, in my classroom going over defensive lineman stuff. And then he goes down there, defensive line coach. And I don't know if he ended up being a defense coordinator or not, but he left there, went to Denison in Columbus, the defensive coordinator, and now he's the D coordinator at Division II Tiffin University. They just won the conference championship. Um, you know, he's on the – he's on a rise, right. you know, coaching. Gino Gadulli, you know, right. he was in my class, you know, as a junior. He was in my advanced U.S. history class and as a junior and then coached him, you know, and just one of the most fierce competitors I've ever been in my life. And now he's the, you know, quarterback. You know, he was the offense corner at Central Michigan. Right. And now he's the quarterback coach and – you know he's on a he'll be a head coach I feel as a Division one right. sport at some or Division one football at some point and you know seeing those guys and and just countless 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 others that that's you said what else you want to say about it it's just it's the it's all those relationships with all those guys
0: right well I'm doing my Newport math again I hope I got this right I'm assuming you're around 48 or 49 ish 48 ish okay so <laughs> so my point is. And again, uh, we are not done, so don't think we're wrapping up here. I hope you take this as a compliment because that squirrel ran by and it was like, hey, do that math real quick. So you're not even 50, and look at the shit you've accomplished.
1: Yeah, 48 is less than 50.
0: Hey, hey, see, <laughs> say, in Newport, we round up, not here. We're, we're going to stay where we're at. But my point is, look at the shit you've accomplished and the shit you've done. I mean, and to your point, like you said, you, you're now, and I give a shout out here, Newport Air, to the Browns, the Turners, you know, all those teachers, to where that put the fear in you, right? When they were like, you want me to call your dad? Yeah, because they, you knew they taught your dad, or you want me to call your uncle, your uncle Gary and your Aunt Julie? I had them in class. Like, that put the fear in you. So you're, to your point, or where you said you're kind of now starting to get kids of kids, because you started at 24, 25 years old, and here you are, 48, and you're starting to get that second generation. So, and again, not to get deep or emotional, but at some point you got to think about that stuff, right? Like, just how cool was it? I'm not even 50 yet. And this is what I've done. You're old. I'm not. There you are. I'm 39. Oh, you're old. He's done. He's about, he's about to get his mic turned off. So, <laughs> I, but but my point is, um, do you ever reflect on stuff like that? Or do you, or you just don't talk about it?
1: I'll be honest with you. Until you said it like that, no, I've never thought about it like that.
0: Well, coach, we gotta start hanging out more than Cause <laughs> hey, that's what goes on in this brain all day.
1: Um I, I do reflect on on how things went. What are we gonna do to get better? You know, whether it's how we stretched yesterday or it's how we broke film down or how we handed out equipment. You know, how can we do that smoother next year? You know, whatever right. it is, I, I do reflect, but I reflect on the moment for the next moment. And mm. I I think back to as far as like scheming, you know, Hey, I remember back in, I still think back to games in the nineties, you know, the game plans that we used and, um, different techniques, drills, whatever, but I don't spend time reflecting about what you were talking about. And I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. And, you know, I I listened to, I read books. I listen to some. I just got introduced to podcasts really within the last year or so. Um, I really the only podcast I listen to um, on a regular basis is, is the the Tim Kite,
0: um okay.
1: you know, the Urban Meyer stuff. Um, really Which more more for personal. Is not a bad person kind of to stuff. listen to? Yeah, and you know, and, and he Urban Meyer talks about it in that too, and and I'm a you mentioned Belichick before, and it's funny because I'm a I'm a ginormous, uh, Belichick fan. I'm, you know, we have Patriot stuff at my house and several years ago, we, we took a trip to Boston, uh, just to go to Boston. We actually went there to go to the uh, American girl doll store or whatever, yeah. but Coach, we also went
0: in Columbus but it saved you a lot longer. Well, we, we had some family friends <laughs> that we could stay with and, yeah.
1: and being a U.S. history teacher to go to Boston. Oh, That'd be cool. And we, and, and then we also, you know, we went to Foxborough, went to the, the Patriot hall of fame. I ran a, 10K up there, that where the finish line was in uh, Gillette all, Stadium. Like the goal so, line or something? so I got a picture cool. of me on the jumbotron and Gillette Stadium coming across the finish line. That's one of my prized. Just like you got all these cool pictures in the basement. Oh, That's one of my oh, favorite pictures in the basement is, is me and on the jumbotron and Gillette Stadium. And it's not that I'm a Patriot fan where I paint my chest on a Sunday right. and I I live and die with their wins and losses. I'm a I'm a fan of their program. Yes, and. The NFL is built for parity. I mean, that's what it's designed to do. It's designed for everybody be 500, but one team be really good one year. And then the next year, this team gets a chance. Right. For them to win that division 14 years in a row.
0: So I'm assuming, hoping you listen to Colin Calvert too, because that's exactly what he preaches. I love Colin.
1: I, I don't listen to sports talk. Okay. But that's what I, he I says don't.
0: every year. He was like, there's no reason for you to be that bad. That's why you get the first pick. You know, you know what I'm saying, like to your point that's what he says, it's built for parody. And so why are you so bad?
1: You know, we were fortunate enough, You know Chris Collinsworth helped us coach yeah. a little bit and even when he didn't help us coach his kids were playing. he was around a lot and, and and coach Mueller brought him in one day and said, hey, we just want to talk ball with you and just draw on your experiences. You spent that's what you make your living doing. You go and talk to coaches and and I said, why do the Patriots win all the time and others don't? They win with players that all these other teams that are great get rid of. They don't want them anymore. And all of a sudden they go there and they're an all pro. And then they go get a contract somewhere else and you never hear from them again. And he said, he goes, their practices are like little league practices. And I kind of looked at him. I didn't know what I was, you know, I still don't feel like I know what I'm doing. And I looked at him like, what do you mean? He goes, I go to some of these other NFL practices and it's like, you know, AP classes and all that, you know, nonsense. I don't think we really need, but that's another podcast. But they're making things so complicated. And their things are so simple. You know, they spend time on the defensive linemen. If they watch film and they didn't like their stance, they're going to spend 10 minutes and practice work on their stance like you do in Little League. He goes, other other NFL teams don't do that. You know, if they don't put in new stuff, they get better at the stuff they do. Be
0: good at what you do, right, right. And
1: they get good at, you mentioned situations before. And that's, that's kind of – it kind of get annoys me watching sports sometimes on TV because announcers and you know former players and then guys, that, they, they use the same things over and over. Or somebody will coin a phrase, and they all want to use it. And so now all you hear is, oh, they're the best situation. Well, they are, but it's not just talk to them. Like right. they believe it, they do it. And um, I I'd, so I've been a Patriot fan for a long time, not – as their football team, but as their program, that they can sustain success in a league built for parity, which is amazing to me.
0: No, I I agree 100 percent with you. Um, and uh, no, th- sorry, because you said a whole bunch there, and I, and I was I didn't want to interrupt, <laughs> but I wanted to. Um, but no, but but to your point, like you said, that that's that's why I mentioned Belichick, and um, even go back earlier to when you were talking about coaching. Like I'm, I'm a I know all this Florida State stuff you see, but I'm also a big Duke basketball fan. And, obviously, Coach K, this is his last yeah. year. And I think the reason why, um, well, besides the fact that, you know, my dad never had a job, he gambled. So, to me, back then, he'd give me 10 bucks. You got to think, 92, 93, I'm 10, 11 years old. In my opinion, that's when people start liking who they like. Um, the chop intrigued me and the crazies intrigued me. And, you know, my dad would bet Florida State and they win. I'd cheer my butt off and I'd get 10 bucks like I, as if I did something. But my point is, though, being a Florida State and Duke fan, both coaches there for 30 years. I know what I'm getting every year. I know what they are, you know. And, and, and to your point, I think I'm the, we're in the same boat with you being a New England fan. It's it's obviously I like Florida State and I like Duke, but it's more of, of the style. I mean, there's a reason both programs well, it's the last seven or eight years, Florida State, but they've been consistent for 30 years, you know. And and, and I think that's intriguing. And back to the coaching thing with um, Coach K, you know, a lot of people don't pay attention to this, but not all the time, but sometimes, um he would send assistant coaches, like, at halftime. You know, if you come up, he, you know, he's going to send the assistant because, and I'm sure other coaches too, but, you know, look at Duke's assistants, they've all got jobs somewhere. Because he's like, no, I want to get him ready for when he's a head coach. Mm-hmm. Now, Coach K will talk pregame, postgame, but at halftime he's going to send his assistant to the reporter to get them experience. And, and like you said, that's just little shit I don't think people even pay attention to, you know. But uh, but now I'm with you on um on um, the uh, – like you said with New England. Now, I've always been realistic with it and like you said it's not their fault. You know, traditionally their division has or conference or division yeah, hasn't been very good, but it's not their fault. Like you said, the league's built for those teams Yeah, but every better. division's like that. Exactly, right, right. Like you like know what Pittsburgh, I mean, right, right, yeah.
1: It's just that's how the league's built. Every team has that opportunity. Every team has that opportunity to be good. Right. And why is New England good and the Jets aren't or the Dolphins aren't I'm, or the B- I'm with I mean, you. I'm with you. It, there's so much the the goes into it that people just don't understand how they do things.
0: Well, and to your point with you being a Belichick guy, and like I said, I I live off coward, but the year in the Super Bowl against Seattle, remember when they didn't call a timeout, and everybody to this day, I'm sure even you, was like, why didn't Marshawn Lynch get the ball? And they threw a slant round. The old boy picked it off, and Belichick said, I'm not calling a timeout. We're going to do what we do. If they score, great. If not, we'll get the ball back with a minute and a half left. And, old boy, for Seattle, brain fart. It was USC forever. Um, Coach. The coach, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Tried to outthink the room. You got Marcel Lynch on the one-yard line and threw a slant. You know, to your point, he tried to outthink the room. But Belichick was like, no, we're good. We're going to let him roll. And, like, you, it's just funny that you say that because I've always been a b- big believer in Have that. If you ever
1: watch the um, – it's like a documentary, Do Your Job or something, yeah. about that season, that game. It's uh, – that sequence is broken down. And it's really, really cool to hear them – they used a the defense in that situation they had not used since training camp. Really? And it was just something they practiced in training camp in case it ever came up. And whatever that is, the 19th game of the right. season in the Super Bowl, it comes up and they they ran it. And then they showed practice film from that week too right. of them working on that play. And it, they the couple reps, they, they didn't do it right in practice. But they did it in practice. And – and that and what's funny and, and I'm, I'm off track now but no, we're what brings me that you know is a is a coach I don't necessarily see myself as a fan of, of football watching a game I don't watch a game probably like any bellows watches a game I'm trying to study the game when I'm watching it how are the coaches reacting what are they not what player are they calling how you know how they handle the situation and then I would if I don't want tickets to the game I want tickets to practice. Right, right. I don't want to go to the game. Right. Like that, that's, it's not boring to me, but I want to go see how they, how they drill this. What are they, what's their meetings like? I want to go see that stuff. I don't want to, I mean, I would love to go to the games. Those are fun, but I want to go to the practices, you know? And I, so I I look at things a little different. So
0: I look at, um, like you is, 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 as I heard this years ago, and I think what we think a lot, we think the same a lot is I don't know. I don't want to know what time it is. I want to know how the watch is made. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Have you yeah. you ever, have you ever yeah. heard that before? Like, no, but I the, like it. Yeah, I heard that once, and I'm like, "That's me. I don't care that it's 12:30. How is that damn clock ticking in your watch? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, yeah. or on your wrist? I'm sorry, but uh, so I heard that years ago, and my ADD, like, I've, that's always stuck with me, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's what I kind of uh, I'll use to people when like when they pick at me for being so ADD and hyper. I'm like, well, it's because I'm always thinking. I'm like yeah, I'm going to cross this bridge, but how the hell is this damn thing standing? Yeah. You know, if that yeah. makes sense. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, all right, Squirrel, we got off track a little bit. So, uh, we're going to wrap up Highlands. So, now you said, what, January, you, you got, uh, I don't want to say the call. If you want to talk about it, that's fine, but you were over Beachwood. Mm-hmm. And and you were going to be, or you were the defensive coordinator? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, and, and, and Noel, and and I don't know if this is a time to, to do, do this, but, you know, Noel Rash over there, he was – unbelievably he's awesome. a phenomenal human he he was awesome he he was welcoming he was supportive he was you know it was it was a great four months over there with with him and the rest of those guys um, developed some great relationships with you know players and coaches alike and uh we uh you know we we really got along well had some uh great conversations had some great experiences um So it was, it was, it was a really, really cool experience, uh, over there with him. And, um, it was, and I told Noel, I had to call him the other night to kind of give him a heads up as to what's going on. And I told him, I said, this is the, this is the hardest part of it all was calling you. And he, uh, to his credit, he said, stop right there. He said, stop. This is not a time for you to be apologizing to me. This is a time for you to celebrate this new chapter that you get to be a part of. You hang up with me. You know, you don't need to explain anything else to me. Any, you know, you have my number. Whatever you need except for one week. Right, <laughs> you know, exactly, one week. For addition. Yeah, exactly. Except for that one week. Yeah, anything yeah. you need from me, anytime. But you hang up with me. Stop wasting time on this evening, you know, apolog- apologizing, and you go celebrate. And I for just, him, man. You know, I already had respect, just crazy right. respect for him, and then that just was like, dude's got it. Like, right. he's... And you know, I'll never be able to, and that's what I told, these are exact words. I told, I'll told. i never be able to thank you for what you did for me these last right. four months.
0: No, that that's cool. And, 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 and I mean this uh, as a compliment. And if you want to talk about it, that's fine. If not, we can move on, but it probably kind of had to feel a little good just to go somewhere else. Right. And I don't know if you ever thought about that or not yet, but like, okay, we're blue and white. We're blue and white for 25 years or 20 years. Hey, this is just and I don't mean that obviously sideways, but just to go somewhere else and be around somebody else. Because you said for the most part your staff kind of stayed on, right? Yeah, and I'm sure you had a couple new couple of newcomers right? here and there, but it. It's, but just to go the, somewhere else, there's
1: been a core for a long time, and you know I live across the street from the school. You know I walked to practice for 16 years. Yeah, you know, walked to work, walked to practice, and walk home, and went to the same locker room. Now there were some renovations and. Right. 15 or whatever it was, but going to the same practice, to the same equipment room, the same, and I, and I was fine. Like I ne- I never went anywhere else. Right. You know, could have, would have, whatever, but I never did. And then all of a sudden I, I'm gotten a car that was weird. Like I had to get in the car to drive somewhere and <laughs>
0: well, it's and kind and again, we'll I, talk about it. You told me down the gym, I was like, Hey coach, how's it going? You're like, well, I'm used to walking to, Practice now I'm sprinting to my car to get over to Fort Mitchell. Yeah. Like was I guess the exact words. I,
1: and people make fun of me. I had to use ways for almost the <laughs> entire time I was going to beach I didn't know how to get there. Right. Because I have no clue how to right. get anywhere because I walk everywhere or I get in the car and I go to Kroger, or I go to the gym. Now that was the that was the gist of my traveling experience. Right. And so to drive that was the whole experience. So my when I was driving out there that first day, I was like man, this is going to be the first time ever that I'm going to a practice as a coach. That's not up here. Right. And that was, it was a little bit surreal. It really was. Yeah. And then, then the whole, you know, our house has been blue and white right. my whole, you know, we're, we're UK fans. We're not, you know, not UK right, right. fans. Like we live and die with every win and loss. It's just, well, yeah, we were for UK. Right. And so we got blue and white stuff all over our house. And then all of a sudden, is red
0: honey. We're painting the living room (laughs) and,
1: and then, and then like a funny side story that go, that parallels this is my daughter, you know, we were, she was really leaning towards UK. She, she just graduated. We had a a visit scheduled to go down and visit UK. And then we were going to, it was an 8am visit, I think maybe nine, doesn't matter on a Friday morning. And then we were going to do the visit, get in the car, go to Nashville the SEC tournament we've never been to Nashville we've never been to the SEC tournament we're like let's do this it'll be great and that was Friday March 13th 2020 when the world shut down so we didn't get to go
0: right so she
1: didn't get to go visit UK well then UofL opened up their visits in August and she had some friends go there and she's like oh and I'm like why are we wasting our gas money to go visit UofL we're not going to UofL her and I got a picture together because we were at the UK UFL game the year before going L's down. Right. Like, you're going to Louisville. And we went down there and visited, and it was like, wow, this is an awesome campus. I went to a small school, Camels, and my wife went to Western, which is a smaller school. Right. And it was like, Louisville feels like a small right. school. And we all fell in love with it. And now all of a sudden, she's going to UFL, you Good. know, Good red, for her. red School. Right. And it was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, what is, how is the universe working right now with us? <laughs> right.
0: Well, good for her, man. Um, I'm gonna shout out to my wife, she got her master's from Louisville, so uh, yeah, she was she went down there like I think it was Fridays, for, like with those four hour deals, you know, because mm-hmm. Northern didn't offer a master's for social work, so Louisville did, but no, she liked it. And my nephew's down there, by the way, off the air. Well, if they if want to get his number, he's a sophomore, <laughs> he went to Newcastle, so uh, you know, they might even know each other anyway, is my point, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so he's down there and, and all that good stuff, so well, good for her, man. Um, all right, squirrel. What were we talking about? So yeah, how we get on the Louisville? Oh, you were talking about Beachwood, okay? Yeah. So all right. So you're a Beachwood coach, Noel. It was like, hey, okay, appreciate the call, but we, you got to go. You, you got work to do. So the Newport job comes.
1: Yeah. So there's like I said, the hardest part was calling Noel. That really was all all weekend when it was getting close to being real and gotta gotta start to let people know this is gonna happen. And he was the one that was just making my gut flip up and down because I just when someone does something like that for you you don't want to let them down and the only reason I felt good about doing it at this point in the game you know it's it's June 1st when this is happening the season starts in less than two months they're fine like they coaching staff they didn't lose a single coach from last year it's all the same coaching staff they've been together forever and I learned you know coach Bruno you know, he's, oh, a, he's an man. iconic legend. Yeah, He's iconic in Northern Kentucky High School football. And I learned so much from him in the little bit of time that he and I got to spend together. Um, just just a great dude. I'd seen him on the sidelines for years coaching against him. Knew who he was. Never really had a conversation with him, to be honest. And then he was just – he had open arms and just let me get into his brain. And, and we just – I just – cherish the times that we'd get to practice. And he and I would just sit in the room and draw on the board and go through coverages. And, um, you know, Greg herget really, he and I, you know, just really hit it off. And Coach Fisher and Coach Ball, all those guys, Coach Burnett, who's, you know, been around forever. He was a Dixie guy. Yes, he is. Um, those guys were awesome. And then, you know, Noel been calling the defense like since 01. Right. <laughs> and, you know, he was, he was excited because – and it was great for he and I because we – I knew what he was going through, right. and he knew right. that I knew, so we could <laughs> kind of, and and I was able to take stuff off his plate.
0: I was going to say, put a little less weight on the shoulder, and
1: yeah. and that's what he was excited about. But he's he can step right in. They're going to roll with their right. defense. So he's
0: like he's been doing it for so long. It's not like he's trying to. Adapt. If
1: it would have been a situation where there wouldn't have been someone like you know, I wouldn't have done that to anybody, even if it would have benefited me. To, to take a new you – know, I, I felt good about their situation that, you know, you always want to leave a place better than right. you know, when you got there. And and they were great before I got there, and they're going to be great. You know, and I, so I was – I could sleep at night telling them that, that I wasn't putting them in a bad situation. I would have loved to stay there and coach. I'd, because – and honestly, and I think most coaches would agree, once you get in the room and you get past the name – it's just a bunch of dudes. Like, it's just a right. bunch of guys hanging out and working together. And I really, and I've said this for years, I'm not coaching because of the name on the jersey. It's because of the guys in the jersey. And it just so happened that I was at the same place for so long. And it wasn't for any other reason than you get to, like, develop a relationship with this group of guys, you don't want to leave them. Right. And then there's another group, and then another group, and another and, – and it just keeps going. Right. And so the guys at Beachwood, the guys at Newport, wherever, it doesn't matter to me. You're an awesome guy. I'm with guys, so let's go. Right. And so I appreciated what they did, and I felt good where they were. So I was able to to step away in, in a good place mentally, and um, I never wanted to leave anybody in a bad spot. So then, yeah.
0: No, no. You, that asked, may- you
1: said that so then it was Newport. You know, Then Wednesday morning it was Newport, and Wednesday afternoon we're – we're practicing. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh... no,
0: no. And, and first off, I really appreciate you explaining all that. Um, because and, and I say this respectfully, because like I said, I got a sign as Newport-born and bred. I want my boys to, to do well. Um, but let's be honest, your average sports fan would be like, "Why would he leave Beachwood and go to Newport?" You know, and I'm just being honest. Um, and I hope nobody takes that sideways. But like with you explaining that makes sense. You know, you're not leaving Beachwood high and dry. You know, and it helps when you're. Uh, uh, Mr. Football comes back. That helps, uh, and it helps that you have a defensive coordinator who's been doing it since 01, Would you say mm-hmm. so for 20 years? You know, so <laughs> they're they're okay. Um, and and for you selfishly, uh, you know, you're a coach. You're head coach again. You know, um, and and I don't mean you said that selfishly. I mean, I'm assuming that you want to be a head coach is my point. Because if not, you probably wouldn't have done it. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I enjoyed four months of of not being right. It was a, it was a good four months for me to get. Get my mind in a good place to to evaluate certain things to um, to observe, you know. To go to a place like Beachwood with all those coaches I just mentioned, and and you know they got a new strength coach. They just they just put a system where they've got a strength coach now with you know a young guy who lives right down the street here, Coach Neff. He's yeah. an NC guy, and yeah, um, I was gonna say Neff. I said yeah, Neff. The, the, he's doing a great job. And I was able to just go there and help. I didn't have to spend, you know, I didn't have to organize everything and deal with the phone. Like I was able to go and observe and help where they needed and just like engross myself into how things were being done and how people were thinking and observing and asking questions. I didn't have to be the guy answering all questions. I was able to ask questions. You know, a lot of times as a coach, you don't ever have time to ask questions. You're constantly answering questions. Right. And so those four months, five months, whatever it was, was – Personally it was a great time for me to reset. Oh, I bet. And so when this whole thing started with Newport, I you know, I started I was like, you know what? It I I do like the grind. You know, I you know, today was a grind, you know, it was all day it was on the phone, talking, texting, emailing, making this document, making this calendar, doing this, doing that. I mean, it was nonstop, but I was like, the grind, like, I like the grind. And, you know, then when, when it finally started Wednesday, when, when we got to meet in the gym, dad's was like, all right, you know, let's go. Let, yeah. This is what it's about. Well, just like I said, I mean, good. it doesn't matter where you are. I mean, a bunch of guys. And and then the selling point, too, was the fact that there's two guys in the building there, you know, Ryan Hahn and Ryan Ball, that I taught both of them in my class, and then I coached both of them in school. And I know who they are as people. I know how committed they are. I know how fired up they are. And they're there waiting for someone to come down and say, let's go. And then two guys that I had just coached with, one of them I had coached in school or I coached in high in high school. And the other one coached with for a couple of years. And knowing those four guys were down there ready to go right. that, you know, because high, high school football, getting a staff together, that, that's the, the hardest part is getting all those guys with the the crazy schedule and, um so that that was that was huge so it's a it's a great group of guys to work with and then obviously Mike Hunter yeah. you know and then Big Alan lines. at AD and it's just been it's it's been a great experience it's only been three days but so man, far it's so been good. awesome yeah
0: Well, good man well now I obviously hope you success down there hope you can uh I don't even want to say bring them back because I don't think and again I, I'm sorry I'm sorry coach the fellow that was there um he was at Holmes for a while, and he's at Newport. What was his name? He took the Mason. Joe Win. Yeah, Joe Win. I'm sorry, sorry, Coach Joe. Um, I mean, he didn't. I mean, that, no, they didn't. Right, they right. they, they had really success. good. Hell, if I'm not mistaken, was it last year or two years ago or two years in a row? Them and they had Newcat down to the wire. I think Newcat yeah. scored at the end. It was year a late. close game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a three point right, game. Right, right. And again, I say that that's our Cuffcat. Right, if absolutely. You, will, you know, yeah. so if you win that game, you can go one and nine and be okay. You know, you, you beat Newcat, you would be all right. Um, but no, man, and and um. Like I said, I, I appreciate you uh, uh going through all that because um you know it's out. It's on Fort Thomas Matters, you know, new coach, Newport High School, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And uh I just appreciate you explaining that because not not ever I don't think everybody would. So you no, know, coach <laughs> You got anything over there?
2: I've been drinking.
0: A little bit, we'll edit that out. <laughs> um, but uh so now coach, you got anything else you want to throw in here or or what?
1: I mean, I just I appreciate the opportunity to come out here and, and talk like this. This is man, you did good. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. This was, this helped me more than it's going to help you, and 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 I mean that in a good way. Because sitting here, you know, some of the questions you were asking, it really made me sit back and think. And oh, as so, your coach, we got to
0: start hanging out more, man. So you
1: know, like I said before, you know, we were talking about being on the bus ride home from a game and working on you know, as you're talking, I'm working right now. Right. And you know, my brain's right. going and now, of those kids you saw today, it, it's making yeah. me think about, well, maybe we could do this different or do that right. different. And you know, maybe I knew needing to spend a little bit of time and, and reflect on that because it, I didn't, the stuff you're bringing up, I don't think about, right. and maybe I need to sometime. I don't know, but it's been, uh, it's been, it's been a really cool experience. It's really has to, to be able to just let no, it all hey, out and well
0: and again uh, I, I know you don't listen to my pa- my podcast as much as you listen to uh, Urban's but that's what I always tell people this is 70% my therapy 30% I enjoy it because I just happen to know a lot of awesome people so the way you feel now is the way I feel every show mm-hmm. if that makes sense I absolutely yeah I do. you know what I'm yeah, saying yeah. like that's my <laughs> therapy you know I think uh, even though we've never gotten this deep before, I think we're kind of built similar. Mm-hmm. Again, we don't want to know what time it is. We want to know how the clock works. Right. You know, so I, I think we're in that same boat. Is as the, as the wheels always turning? But that's that's what we always. I, I said I earlier. I apologize for Matt and I. But that's what we always tell the listeners. Like this is seventy, sixty, seventy percent. Our therapy. That's
2: arthropy. a good guy.
0: He's a good guy. <laughs> He's <laughs> hammered. So, uh, but. <laughs> but uh but no, that's what we always tell people like this is, is a good guy 60 70 percent our therapy 30 40 percent we just enjoy it so yeah. but anyway we're out of here he subscribe guy. download check us out on itunes spotify coach bonner thank you so much
1: great experience thank you man